Good dish. Power at 100. get back to sleep. I'm too excited to be here with all of you. And, uh, yeah, I lay there. I, I read the news. I try to go back to bed. I'm back up. I was working on some things. I was watching a uh, video, an interview with Hikuru Nakamura, which I enjoyed very much. He was talking about who is the greatest chess player of all time. Who is the GOAT? And I'm fascinated by chess. And uh, Hikuro Nakamura uh, correctly identified the greatest chess player of all time is Magnus Carlsen, who is alive and playing chess very well. And I wish, I said to my wife, I wish more people watch chess the way I do. I, um, I feel the, the country might actually elevate its IQ and uh, some people might wise up, but it's never going to happen. But the reason Magnus Carlsen is the greatest chess player of all time, Robin, is because I his documentary. I know all about him. But you, you know, you might say, well, yeah, he's the greatest of all time, but he had the advantages of learning from computers and, and this and that and the other thing. But Nakamura hit it right on the head. He said, no, the reason he's the greatest of all time is that there's no weakness in his game. In other words, whether it's the beginning of the game, the middle of the game, the end game, the guy is the greatest of all time. Now, I have observed many of his games and I happen to agree. And the reason Bobby Fischer is not the greatest of all time, which you were just about to say. No, is because, I wasn't. <laughs> because Bobby Fischer played for a very short time. He didn't have the record or the consistency of Magnus Carlsen. So for those of you who want to hear more chess conversation, I don't know what to tell you because it'll never happen again. Nobody cares. Only <laughs> when I you care. you starting your part podcast? I, I only care. I only care. <laughs> I told you, I go on chess websites and play. And I, I sign in as a beginner, which I'm not. I'm not a beginner. I'm not great at it, but I'm not a beginner. Why but I want to play because that? that's also cheating. No, not cheating. I go on as a beginner because, first of all, you don't receive a rating. It's not, uh, you know, you go on anonymously. I go on as a beginner because I want to feel like Magnus Carlson or Bobby Fischer. <laughs> when I play these, when I play these, be these beginners, I am a genius. I never lose. I can go 25 straight games and win. And I feel but so good. But you're not pay playing. Magnus Carlton is playing the best in the world. Well, first of all, I like how you call him Magnus Carlton. I like that. That's a Carl funny name. Magnus? What is his name? <laughs> Magnus Carlson. But, uh, Carlson, okay. Yeah. He's so good. He shows up to play a guy. He come, He walks in late. He's never on time. He just like kind of bum he kind of bumbles his way into the match and... The clock he's is playing running. like seven people at a time. They, they, no, no, he's playing one guy, but he, it's like he, it's no, like a but thing. I've seen him play bunches of people. Yes, you know, you he can just do walks that. around a room and move yes. uh, each chess piece on the board to where it should be. He played me years ago when I was first learning. Uh, I did it on the computer anonymously. I didn't go on as Howard Stern and I played against Magnus Carlson and what they call a simul. 
And yes, indeed, he was playing seven people at once, and he beat me rather quickly. <laughs> but the uh, I go on and play people who are beginners, and I play magnificently. I even beat them if I fumble and lose a piece, and I still win. Now, the other night I was playing on the beginner level, and lo and behold, a guy comes on and whips my ass so quickly, and I said, what the fuck is this? He's no beginner. Neither are you, though. Well, well, <laughs> don't point that out. I go, this guy's no beginner. How dare he cheat like that and, and say he's a beginner? He, she's not being honest. This guy's clearly advanced. He checkmated you? me so quickly and he played. I knew he was a fake. <laughs> You're a I go on. I go on to make myself feel better. And now here's another guy going on to make himself feel better. But the whole thing is, Howard, you don't get better playing people who are less good than you. I don't want to get better. I just want to win. I just want to win. <laughs> <laughs> it makes so me feel good. it's not a good. love of the game of chess and wanting to know more about it. It's just winning. Years ago, I studied the game and played people way better than me because you're right. It's the only way you get better. You have to lose. Yeah. But I could not suffer the humiliation. I told you. I went down to play an event. And and I think the kid was between 11 and 13 years old, and he beat my fucking ass. And that was it. I was done. It was humiliating. I'm playing against, I'm watching this little snot 11-year-old whip my ass. And my daughter was with me watching. Oh. And she was like, Dad, I think you just lost to an 11-year-old. I go, I know. I'm done playing. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> Uh, what are you going to do? You know, uh, my audience is very good. Uh, you know, we love the audience. They are supportive of us and have been with us our entire career. So many people listening 30, 40 years. I want to honor that that uh, covenant between us and the audience by always following up and giving you detailed explanations of what happened after the microphone goes off. As you might remember, Medicated Pete, our former intern who spent many years on the show entertaining you. Uh, Medicated Pete became one of our greatest whack packers. He has Tourette syndrome. He has a very, uh, let's say, unusual look. Okay? I'm trying to be nice. Uh, he's also been blessed with an extremely large, thick penis. In fact, he feels his huge penis will eventually lead him to the right woman. So far, it hasn't. But hey, boner. What does he um, think? It's a divining rod? It's going to poke out when the right woman comes along? I don't know, but, uh, you know, again, I'm trying to recap for those of you who might not be aware of what happened, but Pete's romantic experiences have been unconventional. Pete claims he's not gay, but recently revealed he got blown by two random men in a tent at a nude beach. Uh, now, uh, yes. during that conversation... Now, a if he's not gay, how does that happen? You know what, Robin, <laughs> uh, between you and me, and I don't want to say it when Pete's in the room, Pete's gay, okay, uh, or, or bi or something. Anyway, during that revelation, during oh. his conversation with us, which we enjoyed, and we always love Pete's honesty, yeah. a, a woman named Megan offered to have sex with Pete. Uh, in case you missed that, here was Megan calling in and saying she felt bad for Pete, and here's what she wanted to say. Hey, Megan. Yes. I don't mean to, you know, like, what's your story that you're going to be with Pete? 
I really like having sex and I like experiencing different people. And so I think like it would just be an awesome thing for him, for me, and just to kind of give him this sexual gratification that he's been missing. Are you flying in on your own dime? I will, yeah. Wow. wow. So you got money. Wow. <laughs> well, you and you Pete's saying, wow. Somebody's <laughs> yeah, flying Pete, in for me. Yeah, because Pete can't get to Texas. He doesn't have a dime. <laughs> yeah, no, uh, I don't mind at all. And you're not a pro. You're not like, um, you're not looking for business, if you know what I mean. No, no. Like, there's not going to be a tab afterwards uh, for Pete. <laughs> oh, no oh, God, because you're yeah, going to be out my, of luck. Uh, you, <laughs> you might make a whole $5 if you uh, milk Pete. <laughs> Anyway, as I said to her, the woman was an angel. She was donating her pussy to a very important cause, getting Pete laid. Uh, I likened her to a doctor without borders, but for sex. But for sex. Is she a nonprofit? Uh, you know, where do yeah. you contribute to this woman? <laughs> anyway, uh, so uh, Pete was all excited after this, and plans were made, and Pete told Sal the date was indeed happening. Oh. We, of course, didn't believe it was going to happen. So Sal, our own Sal, tagged along to document what happened. Megan and Pete communicated by phone the week prior to the date. They exchanged nude pics. And lo and behold, Pete and Megan developed a friendship leading up to this. We learned wow. that Megan is married, but she and her husband are swingers. And her husband was encouraging her and quite approving of her doing this. And I will report now, because as I said, we, we, we want to be loyal to the audience and give you follow-up. As promised, Megan was good on her word. Megan and her husband flew to New York for the big date. Now, an exclusive tape. And if you hang in there, you will now meet the new couple here live in our studio. But first, in this exclusive tape, here is the moment Pete and Megan Ladies met in person. Howard Stern exclusive. Here is the moment Pete and Megan met in person for the first time. What's up? Hi. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you? I, 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 I can't believe you came up here. It's so crazy. <laughs> I'm so happy to meet you. You look good. Thank you. <laughs> You look great, too. You look I like good. your jacket. Oh, thank you, Chus. And, and your shirt says lucky? Uh, yeah. I think you're going to get lucky tonight. Are, are you excited as much as I am? I am so excited. Yeah. I have been excited for weeks since we yeah. booked our trip. Yeah. Yeah. This is really, really bizarre, so it's really cool. Is it good bizarre? It's a good, no, it's a good bizarre in a, in a, in a, in a, in a good way. Good. Yeah. I'm so happy to meet you. I think you're cute. Oh, thanks. Nice. And you're... my nerves have gone away actually now that I've met you. Have they? Yeah. Mm, I'm 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 nervous as hell. <laughs> I'm I'm so nervous and it's been a three week build up. I I feel, I feel like I've uh, I've been like looking for my long lost like cousin or, or mother or something like that. Anyway, Robin, uh, let me describe to you that it was so heartwarming. It was like a really gross Hallmark movie. <laughs> and uh, and as I said to you, the reason I got into radio was to change people's lives. And I was very, very happy about this. In fact, I have an exclusive picture of Pete hugging Megan on the street. 
Wow. Uh, which is, wow, look at that. Look at that romantic picture. <laughs> that is some picture. <laughs> <laughs> Never mind you. Let's put Pete in, Ma- in People Magazine. Right. Uh, right. Oh wow. Um, now, I will say this, and I'll tell Pete when I bring him in live. Here's a tip. Don't compare the woman you're about to bang to your cousin or your mother. But, yeah, okay. His uh, grasp of relationships was pretty bad there. You said it, not me. Now, <laughs> uh, the next thing that happened, the two decided to have dinner to warm up for the evening. Okay. I want to give you a taste of the conversation during the meal. Here it is where they really began to know each other. Pete, how are you feeling? Are you nervous? Are you? I'm nervous, but can you calm me down? Oh, yeah. No, uh, I have lots of tricks, tricks up my sleeve. No, um, I don't want intimacy thing. I, I, I like that. Like... Can you like? Can you get me undressed and stuff and yeah. like you know stuff like that? Yes. That would be How so about hot. I seduce you. That would be so hot. I'm gonna that, seduce you. Is that would okay? be the hottest thing. Okay. I, no, okay. really, that that's so hot. I love it. How do you seduce me, though? What would you do? Well, I will definitely undress you slowly, and then you know, if I have to get on my knees to yeah. take your pants off. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, you know, I love uh, that. I will. If you want me to be in charge for the evening, I'll be happy to do that. Can, can you? Can you? Can, can you be in charge? I will be in charge. How does that sound? No. That'd be so good. Thank you. I'm excited. I'm excited. Me too. <laughs> me too. Anyway, yes, stimulating conversation where Pete confessed he would be more comfortable with Megan taking charge and undressing him. Uh Uh-huh. They drank two bottles of red wine at dinner, and Pete did what I told him not to do. He ordered fettuccine Alfredo, (laughs) which ended up all over his mouth and lips. Megan was kind enough to wipe his face. Uh, we even took a picture of the two of them after she wiped his face. But it's impossible to clean uh, a clean medicated Pete's face because here they are, the lovely couple. Uh, but if you look closely, Pete's face is covered with a little white, <laughs> cheesy kind of um, a, a, a fettuccine. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Anyway, uh, but we were all shocked how nice and, and beautiful that Megan was. And, you know, we were expecting maybe someone who... Maybe look like they'd, you know, been burned in a fire or something. You know, we didn't know. We didn't know. We didn't know. (laughs) Anyway, um, as the two lovebirds left the restaurant for some fun, as we know, Sal was curious if Pete was into anal play. And Pete somehow blurted out another revelation. Here it is in this exclusive. Have you ever had any... Insertion in your in your anus before? Well, just uh, just a finger from from the beach, you know, from the guy, from from the. Uh... This is an exclusive. What no, because when when I was at the beach last summer, the guy the guy I did like finger in my ass. So, while so, he was while, blowing you? Yeah, yeah. I was just like, no, I was totally like flabbergasted. So I was just like, whatever was going to go down was going to go down. It was definitely was going to go down. Let me get this straight. If someone put a dick in my ass, it was gonna, it was gonna, go, it was gonna go down. That was gonna happen too. Yeah. And you're also saying, in that moment, if a guy came behind you, one of his friends in the tent, and fucked your ass, yeah. that was going to go down too. Oh, it was, it was definitely gonna go down. So. The yeah. works. Oh yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah. 
There you go. We got the exclusive, Robin, not TMZ for once. We got it. <laughs> Sorry, TMZ. Are they not following Pete? What happened? Uh, Sal said goodbye. And Megan, indeed, much, uh, much like she said, she took Pete to her room. And now this is going to blow your mind. They were gracious enough to record themselves having sex. Oh. Here's what it sounded like when Pete made Megan orgasm. Here we go. <laughs> I like your cock. I <laughs> <Thank> do. <you. laughs> my cock is so big. You like it? Yeah, I do. It will not disappoint me tonight. You can fuck me as hard as you want. Sweet love, Beth doesn't even sound like that. I must say, <laughs> Fred, not now. Put your dick away. I can't. I can't service you right this second. Uh, he's all excited. Oh, Fred! <laughs> wow, Robin, you almost looked like you were going to throw up during that clip. Uh, almost. I hate I the sounds of sex. <laughs> yeah, I'm with you on that. It, it is just. Uh... Anyway, Megan was really turned on. I even have a picture of Megan and Pete in the bed, Robin. I'm going to reveal to you now. Really? Megan has a gorgeous ass, and on her butt is tattooed, good girl, good girl. <laughs> and uh, Pete is laying there in underwear. It's see-through underwear. You can see his enormous penis uh, becoming aroused. Oh, my goodness. There you go. Yeah. Wow. There's Pete getting it ready really for his... It really happened. They weren't just making noises. <laughs> well, uh, you know, in the past... Pete has claimed he never orgasmed with a woman during sex. If you remember, yeah. he would fuck and fuck and fuck until exhaustion and then go off alone to jerk off. Uh, I want to now announce, I'm proud to say, and this is a, a tribute to Megan and her beauty. Uh, Pete did indeed come with Megan. Listen to this. Wow. Here's Pete coming and uh, listen to the noises of Pete as he finally comes with a woman. Can I uh, try calling your boobs? Yeah. Okay. That's Pete. Exclusive here, uh, according to my notes, Pete jerked off on Megan's tits 
as she kissed his balls and penis. Wow. Wow. We have to ask about that, Robin. If you can stop making that face for a minute, uh, maybe we could. <laughs> um, and now, uh, and more exclusive, if this isn't exclusive enough for you, uh, Megan's husband actually interviewed Pete before everyone separated for the evening. It turns out that, uh, I guess after the fucking, um, somehow the husband uh, got a hold of Pete. He wasn't in the room while they were. No. He was okay. not, thank God. All right. But uh, here, this nice guy lent his wife to the cause. Uh, here you go. You were able to give Megan several orgasms. How do you feel about that? I feel great. I, I did. I did. Didn't. Didn't. Did my job. So that was great. I'm glad um, somebody was actually able to uh, to do that with 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 me. So that that was, um, that was good. Did you uh, reach orgasm yourself? Uh, yeah, I did. It took a while, but yeah, I eventually did. Um, so I felt good about that. So We're all wondering, did Big Dick Energy have anything to do with Megan's orgasms? I think it did. Yeah. Well, let me tell you, this was an exclusive. Uh, from what I've learned, and I think uh, Wolfie and Sal have more details before I bring in Megan and Pete, the happy couple. Uh, Megan and her husband are swingers. And her husband offered to fly Pete out to their home to fuck other couples. So this might be a big bonanza. Oh, my goodness. This might be a big deal for Pete. This could be the, the answer to all his problems because he has said in the past, that what's the use of having a big dick if he can't be fucking with it? Right. And, uh, yeah, so they're going to put him to work. And Pete now is considering even swinging with the two of them. I don't know what that means, but Pete is entering a whole new world and... Uh, even I after wondered the, about that, you know, since the husband came along and was very encouraging of this whole thing, I yes. wondered if he was going to try to get into the act. Yeah, you're filled with wonder, and so am I. <laughs> uh, after the fucking Pete, Megan, and uh, and and the husband went to uh, Rick's Cabaret for dinner, and uh, so they had a whole sexual evening, even of just sitting there with the strippers and everything. Um, yeah. Wolfie, what can you add to this before I bring in the uh, the happy couple? What what can you add? Just just a couple things. Uh, so Pete said this was the first time he had sex with a woman since 2019, and nice. he was uh, he was relieved that that happened. Uh, I thought it was interesting that uh, <clears throat> Pete's mom had to talk to Megan beforehand because Pete's mom was worried that Pete might get murdered or abducted. <laughs> so, so they wanted to make sure that that was okay. <clears throat> right. Sorry, I apologize. And uh, the, Pete has was very descriptive about uh, Megan's vagina. He said that at one point he was slurping in her vagina like it was spaghetti, which I thought was a very, very specific wow. uh, detail. Really? Well, I've uh, I've seen Pete with spaghetti. It's not pleasant. <laughs> uh, so uh, let's look. Well, why don't we, uh, Wolfie, stay with us? Uh, you were uh, there for the action, as Sal was. Um, Let's uh, let's bring in Wolfie and uh, the beautiful Megan and this this really the Mother Teresa of of, of uh, pussy, uh, Megan, who really uh, gave herself to Pete in what I'm calling an act of grace, and certainly one that uh, we are all grateful for. Here they come! Look how exciting! There, there's a big smile on pete's face and megan we're all kind of shocked about how uh megan we're all kind of shocked about how uh, attractive you are i mean we were expecting a mess to walk in 
<laughs> and yet here you are. I the, wasn't. How dare with your, you? <laughs> with your mini dress and yeah. uh, the boots and the big titties and the whole thing and uh, and the tattoo. Good girl on your ass. When did you get that tattoo, Megan? I actually just got that at the beginning of June this year. Well, it's fascinating. Did you like that, Pete? Did you like the tattoo on Megan's ass? I did. Yeah, it was. Uh, it was quite, uh, quite, quite. Quite in, 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 interesting, put it that way. Well, Pete, uh, I'm going to say this. I saw you walk in. You've got a new swagger to you. You like yes, almost like a Mick Jagger. That. Yeah, like you're feeling on top of the world, aren't you? Oh yeah, definitely. That was uh, yeah. that was a big big relief, and um, and yeah, hope to for many 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 to come. So. Yeah. Pete, what's so going on? Uh, you know, I mean, you were getting so desperate. You hadn't been with a woman in so long. Guys yeah. were fingering your asshole and blowing you in a tent <laughs> on the beach. Yeah. Uh, things were looking really dire. You know what I mean? You were so desperate for human touch and love. I and, guess I got a little, I guess I got a lot desperate. And uh, and you go go to great great lengths to, uh, to figure stuff out. But, you know, hopefully, uh, hopefully I'll be able to uh, to find a woman soon, you know. Is it so fair to say that that you're not gay, but you were just lonely, and uh, some that shit that went down on the beach was your desperation to use your big penis? Yes, it was definitely. I, I, it, it was just just a lo- uh, lo- loneliness thing, basically, and um, and you know, so well, Pete, that's I'm that noticing that your your fly is down. Are you hoping now that because oh. of your newfound sexuality that uh, <laughs> that was not planned, by the way? So, oh, that wasn't all right. No, Megan, no, I'm no, fascinated. Yeah. Um, so you flew that down with your husband. And um, for you, seriously, yeah. uh, when you saw Pete, you were uh, not disappointed. You went ahead with this yeah. thing. Was there any point where you thought you weren't going to make Pete come because he fucked for how long did he fuck before he came? Uh, Probably about 30 minutes, 40 minutes. Has any guy ever oh. fucked that long? 30, 40 minutes with you? Yes. Really? <laughs> um, I I don't usually tap out. They tap out before I do. Yeah, I mean, were you starting to think, well, maybe this guy's never going to come? No, I felt pretty confident that that he was going to finish. Was Pete no. hard the entire time? In other words, did he have to take breaks in the forty minutes, or was he like rock hard, real wood? Uh, and giving it to you, pounding you for 40 minutes. He was. He was rock hard the entire time. Um, you know, we changed positions wow. and we went from having sex to me giving him blowjobs and kind of just, uh, we had a really great time together. But yes, he was hard the entire time. Were you, was it a chore at some point? Like, you know, you're like, oh, he's fucking me. You think he's going to come. Then you start blowing him and playing with his balls. And then all of a sudden, then he's fucking you again. Or were you able to be in the moment and say, hey, this is great. It's like riding a wave. It's like the biggest (laughs) wave ever, right? I was definitely in the moment. And um, he kept making me have orgasms. So I was a happy camper either way. Wow. And and so so, uh, this is something that you truly enjoyed and you're willing to sign an affidavit. Uh, Yes, absolutely. Wow. Pete. This is big news. Wait till the other women in the world hear about this. This well, could be good for you. Well, this is a big, a big advertisement for, uh, for hopefully things to come. So yeah. So Were you uh, able you to? You know, stay I have with, a yeah. question. I have a question, yeah. Megan. Did oh. 
Did Pete know what to do? You know, because he seemed a little nervous during the dinner saying, I want you to take charge. He did. Um, but I definitely did take charge of most of our sex session. Um, what does that mean? Well, how did you take charge? Um, I told him what I wanted and I told him how I wanted it and, or I just did it myself. Um, so I kind of led him the entire time, but he knew what to do. He was, he was great. Pete, you described that uh, you yeah. you went down on Megan uh, and you treated her vagina like a spaghetti. What does that mean? Uh, well, I was, you know, giving it, um, giving it its, its well too. So, um, excuse me. <laughs> you know, I was I was licking down there and um, and yeah. having 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 some fun. So, how know. long did he lick you down there, Megan? Do you know? Um, it was probably maybe ten minutes. Not no to, kidding. I mean, and and he, when he says he treated your vagina like spaghetti, did, did you notice this technique of being unusual? Did you like this technique of spaghetti eating? Uh, he did great. Um, it's really hard for me to come that way. So I didn't have an orgasm, but um, he did great. It felt really good. And then at some point, um, I'm just like, we, we just have to have sex now. We have to fuck. There come a time where Pete was putting yeah. his fingers in you and licking your vagina at the same time? Um, I don't think so. I think it was all just the licking. Um, Do you think but, it would have been better if Pete had stuck a finger in there or maybe a finger up your ass while he was licking you that maybe that would have been better? <laughs> uh, usually when fingers are involved, it's much easier to uh, to get me to come. I'm more of a um, in the vagina comer yeah. than a click comer. Pete, um, uh, you, you, you made the comment that Megan's vaginal lips were raised up and puffy. What do you mean by that? Well, they were... Uh, they were just that raised up and puffy. I mean, it was like, uh, is that accurate? You were down there. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh, I mean, you know yeah. better than I do. <laughs> no. I mean, Are you so, saying, in other words, she was so excited by you, she was swollen? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and and you knew where this Were you able excited. to find the clitoris on her vulva? You know, I don't, I don't really, uh, remember all this stuff because it's been like foreign to me. So it was like, oh shit, this is like almost brand new. So I had to, I had to basically re reinvent myself a little bit, like <laughs> as far as that, as far as that's concerned. So it was, uh, it was all new to me again. So even though I had been there before. So right. I mean, I just had to re reintroduce myself to the whole thing, but you know, and it was, it and when Megan got nude, Megan, you were totally it. nude. You didn't leave your bra on or anything like that. You took it all off. Yes, I was completely naked. Completely naked. You, and Pete was uh, having a field day with you for 40 minutes. And what were the positions that Pete enjoyed uh, with your body? What did he do? Um, so we started with him on top of me. Missionary uh, position. Yeah. Pete, uh, that, that was good? That was that was great. That was that was fantastic. So, how long did you stay in the missionary position, Pete? Because you're the furthest thing from a missionary I've ever seen. <laughs> what the? What, well, what? How long generally would you say you were just uh, you know going at it from the top? Fifteen twenty minutes. Wow, I've never what? in my life been with a woman for everything included foreplay. Everything fifteen twenty minutes. Uh, That's a miracle. Wow. <laughs> Wow. Yeah, and um uh, you know, it was um I was um I was going like a like a like a 
like a rabbit, you know. With some oh, very <laughs> fast. It's amazing. <laughs> like a jackrabbit. That's amazing. Uh, Megan, did you enjoy yeah. when he was on top in the sense that uh, out of all the positions he tried, uh, did he have a good rhythm? Was Were you able to come uh, just from missionary position? Yes. Yeah, he did a really good job. He did. Mm -hmm. And then what position was next? Was that when he took it out after 20 minutes and then you blew him for a while? <laughs> yes. So there was a little intermittent uh, blowing going on. And then um, I and how was he, and how was Pete? Yeah. And how was Pete blown? In other words, he says he was uh, you were were you laying on your back and, and his balls were on your chin? Uh, he was laying on his back and yeah. oh. and I was yeah. on top over top of him uh, bending over like, yeah. On my knees on the bed. You must her have boob, loved that, Pete. Her boobs oh, were, were right, 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 right in my face, and it was so good, you know. Oh. So wow. Good. By the way, yeah. Pete, this is the first time I'm. Uh, Sal is jealous of you. Yes. Look at him. He's like he's taking this all in. I actually, so you're, a, you're, I actually, you're angry. I came in my pants twice to burn this conversation. <laughs> um, I mean, Pete. You, yeah. So after the blow, I still job, can't you believe this whole thing, but. You, you can. It's a dream come true. Yeah. I can't believe it either. <laughs> I don't think yeah, anyone I'm can looking at Megan it. going, wow, I mean, you know, uh, what a score for you to get Megan. I mean, I, this is fantastic. It's crazy. Yeah. It's crazy. I mean, it almost I doesn't mean, make sense, you know. Yeah, it still oh. doesn't make sense. And it happened. <laughs> no, it completely you, doesn't you, make sense. Yeah, you say almost. Robin's right. None of this makes sense, to be honest with you. Now, um, I want you yeah. to. So, so uh, I'm going to ask you a tough question in a minute, but. Okay. After the blowjob, you still hadn't come. Yeah. So, Megan, you said, hey, why don't we try putting it back into my vagina, right? Mm -hmm. Was yeah. your ass ever involved in any of this, Megan? No. Did, did Pete try to stick it in there? No, his his cock's too big for my ass. Wow. Wow. No, I've never heard a woman say that to me. <laughs> uh, <laughs> nobody ever felt threatened by this. <laughs> Pete, did you hear what she just said? Repeat it back to me. I don't think you took it all in. I, don't, I, didn't, I didn't. I didn't even. What did she just say? It sounded like she said my cock was too big for her ass, but I don't know. Did she say that? <laughs> <laughs> she said that. Did say that. Was Pete's ass involved at all when you were blowing Pete? Did you ever put a finger up there or a toe no, or anything? I wanted him to be comfortable. I didn't want to do yeah. anything crazy. Um, I see. Uh, crazy. So, <laughs> it, it was crazy the moment you walked into that room. Yeah, it was crazy. <laughs> crazy. This is crazy. Yeah. But did they go back to the missionary position? Or ah, did that's they the next question. Position? Absolutely, yeah. Robin. I am this. Robin is anxious for the next answer. Please. Yeah, she's. I don't know what she's doing under that table. Uh, so, Pete, what yeah. was your strategy then? You just received your blowjob. Well, you still hadn't come. No. Megan had come a couple of times from the missionary position. She, she blew did. you for another ten minutes. Then then what yeah. was your strategy? What what position did you go to next? Well, I think we went back down to missionary. Oh, and, um, oh. shocking! And shocking. Uh, <laughs> did it did it there again? Now, and, uh, now Megan, you me so were happen, you so. were you wet the entire time, or did you dry up during the blowjob? And 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 uh, what what happened? No, I was wet the entire time. Wow! And we actually went to cowgirl, so I got on top. And oh, after him. the blowjob, yeah. yeah. Yeah, Pete. How do you not know that? I mean, I, I, what were you? Two well, bottles of wine. There. Uh, well, <laughs> you yes there? and no. I, I, uh, <laughs> it just all happened. Just happened well, so Pete, quickly, you know. You're telling me Megan mounted no. you and got on top. 
She did, apparently. Wow. <laughs> oh, my God. I think it was a, I think it was a bottle of wine. I think I was a little... So, Pete, so to me, when a woman gets on top, there's Man. nothing better. I told my own great. wife for my great. birthday, I want her on top. It's fantastic. You, how did it's fantastic? How did you not come with with Megan on top of you? And were you playing with her boobs while she was uh, on top? Yeah, I was. I you was. were. I was, was, going... was Pete's was, because Pete's so hungry for human touch. Did he start twizzling your nipples like they were frisbees, or did he <laughs> did he show sensitivity? Yeah, how, it was Megan. spaghetti on the vagina. <laughs> yeah. What food was it? <laughs> <laughs> In other words, he didn't start twisting the knobs like they were an old radio. They were. You were... Yeah. Yeah. Right. No, he, he was good, but I I like my nipples played with hard. Um, so I I encouraged him to pinch and twist oh. harder. Ooh. You know, I know some women can yeah. get off that way. So, 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 Pete, you yeah. were twisting and pinching the nips. Yeah, you were getting banged. That she was on top of you. Oh, yeah. Sal, calm down. All right, <laughs> it's embarrassing. Uh, Pete, hand me a tissue. <laughs> uh, and, and Pete, still with her on top, you did not come. Is that correct? Pete, what are you doing? I I made a joke, hand me a tissue. Pete literally handed me a tissue. (laughs) (laughs) Sound was joking. All right. That's very gentlemanly of you. Pete, so so now she's on top. You you still haven't come. Megan, at that point, you were not discouraged, right? You said, this guy's, you wanted him to come, right? You wanted him to have pleasure. So what was the next move after, I guess, 10 more minutes of cowgirl? Well, so. we we used protection and sometimes guys have a hard time with condoms and so i thought that at this point maybe we should try to like jack him off instead of sex because maybe what the an condom, angel maybe the condom was just not working for him and so um that's kind of what we did yeah. he laid on his back and i laid next to him and he started uh jerking his cock off and i was very loving and kissing oh, yeah. him oh, and yeah. touching him right and uh, that's hot yeah, right pete that's hot and oh, that's, it's hot that's kind of how, but I how sad, come. how sad, Magnet Pete was jerking off and came like, he, you know, in other words, it would, thank God he didn't in a way. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, no, it was yeah. definitely a um, a team effort. Um, and, and he had mentioned that earlier in the night. He said, I really just want some intimacy, kissing, touching. And so I tried really hard to make sure that I gave that to him. Pete, um, how was Megan's technique when she was fondling your penis? You know, some women can tug on it just too hard. Am I correct? Yeah, well, no, this was just right. It was slow and and uh, and uh, sensual, so it was really nice. Was how really, long did that go on really for? Nice. I mean, I, I, at this point, I, I think the Israeli war would have been over <laughs> sooner. What, what, uh, what, uh, Megan, how long did the jerking off aspect of this go on for? I, it, well, it was maybe 10 minutes. Pete another 10 it, minutes. Pete said it took a long time. I didn't think it took that, t- that long. You don't think so? No. Yeah. You know, right. maybe anywhere between seven and 10 minutes. It was not. <clears throat> I mean, I mean, uh, Megan, at this point, you had to be a little confused, but okay. So now you said, let's, let's put, it took a little long. At this point, after the jerking off portion of this story, and and it must have been time for an intermission, but then (laughs) the movie Titanic was less long. (laughs) So you, you, uh, Megan, at that point, you said, let's put another con back on and let's get Pete back inside me and see if we can't finish this thing up, right? Well, no. So the jacking off no. made him come. Oh, and so once geez. once uh, oh. he came, we that's when we took our intermission and went and I had a see. drink. 
Oh, how sad. Did Pete shoot a, an enormous load? Oh, it was and where huge. did the where did the load land? Um, so the way I was laying, it kind of landed on my tits and his stomach at the same time. Jeez, I don't even know how that's humanly possible, but he's medicated Pete. <laughs> you know what I mean? And, and that thing's pretty big. So, right. yeah. Like Pete, a fire hose. Your, yeah, like a yeah. big fire hose in your face. <laughs> Pete, um, and you say there was a lot of jizz and Pete. What was your strategy going into this? Did you not jerk off for a few days knowing you were going to be with Megan? Or did you? were you doing your regular jerking off? I was doing a regular routine. I think uh, I just um, I just got very, 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 very excited. So, and, 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 uh, and so to me, so. if I was you, and you know, you sometimes have trouble coming. Yeah, I would have like refrained from uh, 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 jerking off for maybe two days, so that I knew I'd have a big, strong load ready in the chamber. You know what I'm saying? Right. You don't but, think like that? Well, no. But I mean, no, because. Because going uh, two days without that, that's really stressful. Yeah. Stressful, okay. Yeah. Uh, Megan, yeah. the, Pete made an unusual noise when he came from the jerking off. You know, that uh, it was, was, I mean. What is that, Pete? Can you repeat yeah, that for yeah, us? Can you yeah. kind of, yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Uh, uh, let me just explain that. I, 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 I kind of like to get into it a little bit, and that's basically how 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 i do it you know what like how it works for me it's just well you uh, say you're explaining it but it explained nothing let me ask you a pointed <laughs> question in other words are you claiming in this conversation pete that the noise you were making is more for megan's pleasure in other words to indicate something in other words you really didn't need to make that noise uh, you were doing it so that she would see you were coming um i think it's more intimacy Intimacy. Right? When you, so when yeah. you go, mm, mm, <laughs> that's intimate, intimate somehow. Yeah, well, I was getting all turned on by the fact that, you know, that caring girl was there. You know, be it right, right there. So, you know. You know, when I heard the noise, I thought it was the the baby dinosaur in Jurassic Park hatching. <laughs> yeah, but uh, but somehow you had the TV on. Now, Megan, uh, yeah, this is wild because yeah. even as Pete is explaining this sex with you, I'm looking at you sitting on that couch, and I gotta say, you're a very attractive woman. I mean, you're not yeah. hard up at all. Thank I'm you. Sure. Right, yeah. Sal? Come Unbelievable. On. And Megan, I must say, uh, the day of the dinner, oh. Megan surprised Pete. She wasn't wearing any panties as well. Whoa. Did, did no. you think that Pete no. was going to maybe start putting his fingers in you during dinner, like perhaps at the restaurant discreetly? I, I wanted him to, to cop a little feel at dinner. Um, but honestly, if I'm wearing a dress, uh, you can assume I'm not wearing panties. And and did Pete, in fact, uh, inappropriately put his hand up your dress? I, uh, I got him to put his hand up just just for a second, just yeah. a little taste. Just a look. Oh, Pete. Just a look, look around, feel around, you know. Pete, <laughs> just a, what the hell was going through your brain when you're sitting at dinner with a beautiful woman like this? There's no panties involved, and she's putting her finger in. Did, did you put? And, did you insert your finger in and, there? And mind, mind you, we're, we're in public also, so we're in <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's the turn on. That's the turn on, so, Pete. Right? <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, we're we're doing all this in the middle of the restaurant, and and you know. <laughs> Pete, but, if you uh, don't want to allow this, uh, it's up to you. I, I always, but, but Sal's requesting that he smell your finger. He's so excited. Right. Sal, Sal, I'm going to say don't do that. Okay, I'm darn it. Please. All right, right. So now let me ask you this, Pete. Was Megan fully shaved? Did you check her in the restaurant to see if there was any hair down there? Uh, I didn't check, but yeah, she was. Yeah, she was fully uh, 
Fully shaven on there. You like that? Yeah. Megan, when you yeah. saw Pete's penis for the first time, when you were sizing him up, were you like, oh, this is the biggest one I've had in me? Or was it not the biggest one? No. Uh, it, it was not the biggest one, but it was top five. Really? Yeah. Wow. Pete, take a bow. <laughs> Pete, uh, Mayor, Mayor, Eric, Mayor Eric Adams is here. He wants to give you the key to the city. He's so excited about all this. Um, let me, let me say... Okay. All right, now's a tough question, and, yeah. and Pete, I want you to answer me honestly, okay? Yeah. You know, in a way, I have some game in this, you know what I mean? I have oh. some responsibility. Oh, yeah. All right. And by the way, Megan, you just crossed your legs. Are you wearing panties now? I am not. Oh, yeah, I thought so. Thank you for that. <laughs> you know, I'm not okay. a young man. I have to check my heart. <laughs> I tried to do uh, it discreetly. So what's your... what? Yeah, you, yeah. you did it as discreetly as Sharon Stone did it in Basic Instinct. <laughs> Pete, yes. here's the tough question. Okay. You're now in love, aren't you? No, and the reason... Hold it. And the thing it. is, the, the thing is, um, I, I didn't want to fall in love just just because I, I didn't want to go down there and get, get like, heartbroken and stuff. So, and the fact that, you, that, 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 that she's married and everything, I, I didn't want to, um, I don't want to cross the line there, but... But I almost did fall in love. I had to be honest. What do you when you say you almost, almost fell in love? Can you describe this? Because yeah, most of us know yeah. falling in love is like falling off a cliff. Sometimes yeah. you just can't help it. Yeah, I, I, I couldn't help it in the in the beginning. I was, uh, I was all. When you say the beginning, while you were doing doggy style, you were falling in love. Yeah, I was all smitten and everything, and and um, really. Having feelings and and everything, and then I had to then I had to pull back and say, wait a minute, you know, this is this is not going to be good for uh, for the heartbreak and everything like that. So maybe I'll just step back, <clears throat> step Pete, step back. Pete, Pete, I'm your friend. Yeah, you and I have worked together. I love you. I do. I think, and I think it's great that you were with Megan and Megan's a doll. But listen to me, you're in love. Yeah. <laughs> I know it. I know it. Yeah. Uh, Pete, uh, we talked like, about this. <laughs> what, Megan, what was the conversation? No, Megan, said, what did you... She said, no, she said, don't, don't fall in love. I, um, so we had some text conversations before we actually met. And, you know, oh. I had told him I was married and that, you know, as swingers, we don't have romantic relationships with other people. Yeah. We only have sexual relationships and yeah. that I want to make sure that there is a boundary there and that I would love to continue to be friends. I, oh, yeah. I think that's fantastic. Um, but I, I wanted him to protect himself um, yeah. because I didn't want to break his heart. No. Yeah, well, Pete, that, I know a lot about saying. love. That, I watched uh, Kissing Booth I 1, saying. 2. I watched Kissing Booth 1, 2, and 3. <laughs> and uh, there was a love triangle in there, and it can get messy. But, but Pete, what are you going to do? Because I, because Megan is so charming. I know. Beautiful, great voice, great I personality. I mean, yeah. Sal's in love, too. You're not the only yeah. one. Yeah. I mean, I'm in love, too, Howard. I, I, <laughs> I yeah. I got a <laughs> But no, I, I, I can um, tell. Like cool. Sal's more in love with Megan than even you. <laughs> uh, but but uh, and I'm not bullshitting. But 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 I but did Pete, seriously. Smitten, but but no, I I I didn't know how to pull back. So uh, I, I, I was yeah. A woman can say you don't fall in love with me. I told you about this. There's rules. I'm married. I'm a swinger. Never mind. You can't help yourself. What are you gonna do? I can't about help this? myself. So. <laughs> 
God, help they, they, they had sex <laughs> ten even days. Though, <laughs> even though she explained what she's doing, so, you know. But uh, we're cool as friends. I, I don't I don't mind. Uh, it's a Megan, does this mean no, that you're friendship. never going to make love to Pete again uh, because his feelings are strong for you? No. That doesn't necessarily mean that. Um, mm. But I don't. I don't want to mess with Pete's feelings either. So if and when the uh, situation arises, um, I want to ha- we'll have a conversation about it and make sure that everyone's good before. Pete, even though you're in love with Megan, you got to keep telling her you're not in love with her. That would be what I gather from this conversation. You have to lie and say, I'm not in love with you. Uh, <laughs> you're great and everything, but uh, no, you're, no, not she, my, you're not she, my person. We, we, we pointed it out. Uh, during during the during 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 the, during the whole date and stuff, you know, she 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 really she re- really explained it, and I was like, I was like, Pete, have I, you I ever heard cool. the song by Elvis Presley? I can't help falling in love with you. <laughs> <laughs> this is a yes, problem. Yes, I've heard. Yeah, this you this song was written about you and Megan. Uh, <laughs> Pete told me. Pete told me that I, he's I jerked off to 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 Megan twenty times since they've been Already. together. Yeah. So he yeah. could not stop thinking about her. <laughs> Pete after okay, this is a good point, Pete. Let me ask you some more questions. Okay. You took a break after oh. you jerked off and came. And then Megan, you said, Hey, let's try again. Um so we actually went and grabbed a drink. Yeah. Um then we went to Rick's and then we came back to the hotel and we went for round two. No shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Pete. Yeah. Okay. It was you not went to plan. Re- it was not planned to do round two. Um, he was coming up to the room because I had bought brought him some things from Dallas. Yeah. Um, and so he was coming up to the room to grab those, and then yeah. we, we were going to um, send him on his way in a Uber, and um, somehow we both ended up naked again. Wait a second. I know. Where, 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 yeah, your husband, your happened. husband joined you. This happened, Pete, right? Yeah, it you just sure? happened. Yeah, like a dream. Yeah. No, well, no, it 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 just happened like naturally. We just got got naked. And that was it. You know. I mean. Okay. So, so Megan, yeah. what you're saying to me is, <clears throat> yeah. after you after Pete jerked off, you guys got dressed. You went for a drink. You went to Rick's Cabaret, oh, yeah. uh, which is a very erotic joint. Mm-hmm. And beautiful women dancing, and your husband even joined you there, right? Yes. He was there, yeah. Yeah, and Pete and your husband hit it off, and and uh, everyone was having a good time, and the beautiful girls are dancing and everything, and it's quite a sexually charged atmosphere. Oh, yeah. In the strip club, did you find yourself fondling Pete at all, or uh, maybe playing actually. with? What? No, no. Nothing. Where we were seated and the chairs that we were sitting in, it was yeah. really hard to kind of get close to each other. Yeah. Um, but I made sure Pete had a few lap dances. And that's nice. we were there. Lap were fun. They were fun. Yeah. Yeah. Beautiful woman. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. She was and gorgeous. So, so, yeah. so, are you bisexual at all, uh, 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 Megan? In other words, were you getting all charged up? I mean, I know at this point. Pete is probably overdosing on pussy, which, like, he could have died that night. You know what I mean? He hasn't been around that much in, in years. Um, it's been a while. That, that's, I, yeah. I am bisexual. I, I got my own lap dance. Wow. Uh, and, and you were all charged up. Yes. And, and somehow you two go back to the hotel. It wasn't planned. 
And your husband's not in the room at that point. Well, so again. he originally came up with us. And then when we started getting naked, he kind of just slipped out the door and went back to wow. the bar. <laughs> wow, Pete, this guy's a saint. You don't I know, you know this amazing. guy. How he, amazing. He, he, yeah. He's got, yes, got a lot of leeway, which is cool. Howard, may I yeah. backtrack just he's a tiny bit? Sure. They were so charged up from Rick's. Megan, can you explain what happened on the <laughs> ride back to the room? Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. <laughs> um, uh, so we piled into a taxi to come back to the hotel. Yeah. Um, I was um, sitting in the middle. My husband was on one side and Pete was on the other. Um, I was still in my dress, not wearing panties. And um, Jesus. Pete fingered me in the taxi on the way back to the hotel room. Pete, you devil. Pete, where where do you come off doing that? You're all charged up. How how did this happen? Your mind suddenly came up with this? Yeah, I just put my hand down there. I think he had a bit of encouragement. I see. And and was his fingering yeah. technique good? I mean, some women, you know, if a guy's nails are a little uh, long or something, in other words, Pete is good with his hands. He was able to manipulate you in such a way? He was good enough given that we were in the backseat of a taxi. Did he have wow. any fettuccine Alfredo on his fingers? Yeah. No. <laughs> and you got back to the room, and Megan, you disrobed no. in the room, huh? You were all charged up. Who disrobed first, Pete or you? Um... Well, I think uh Pete went down on me again, so I had just yeah. pulled my dress up a bit. Yeah. And and then um yeah. that's when my husband kind of slinked out of the room and gave <laughs> us some privacy and and it was a matter of minutes we were both naked on the bed. Pete, did you start to feel Oh my god, I feel bad for her husband. She's obviously going to divorce him and marry me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, no. I never felt that at all. Right. Seriously. By now though, you're really Seriously. fully in love, right? I, because I never it's going felt that. You probably fell in love even more because now it was happening again. No, it just happened. We were just doing it. and uh, But I'm saying your feelings of love probably intensified because now all of a sudden, instead really, of a one-off, it's almost like you're a married couple. You come back to the room and you're fucking again. It was almost like that, but it wasn't like that. It was, it was, a, it was a fun recreational night. So. <laughs> Uh, no, if that makes right. any sense, I don't know. But. <laughs> well, um, Howard, then, if it makes you feel better, as far I, as Pete, I don't know. As far as Pete being in love, Pete did reveal it to me that he has intentions of going back to the nude beach and going back to the tent again, even what? after all of this. Really, Pete? I don't know, but 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 then 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 I was like, um, then I was like, uh, this this just happened. I. Kind of miss this whole thing. I kind of know now what I'm, what I'm, what I'm missing now with, uh, getting vagina and everything. And, and, um, it's like, in other words, it's like what I've always wanted, you know, and, and it, and it's cool. It's a cool thing. And I hope, well, I want to keep on, keep on going, going down that road. So, well, wait a minute, Howard. There's more. I have another revelation. Uh oh. Not only yeah. has Pete been to the nude beach with his ass being fingered and him being blown. But Pete also revealed to me that there was another occasion when a man asked to see his penis. It was at a steam room at a gym. Pete dropped his towel and the man played with his penis in the hot tub. Really? Not 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 in the hot tub. In the steam room. Yeah. yeah. But but I just can't help it. It's just so big. Just, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, of course, it's not your fault. Right. Yeah, of course, someone's yeah. gonna want to see it. You know, yeah, bulging yeah. out yeah. of a towel. I mean, fuck. <laughs> Dude, I mean, I mean, I mean, it's so, hard. So, to, it's hard not to miss. 
Everybody loves a love story like this. Everybody loves a love story like this. So let's let's finish off the evening now. So Pete is going down on you in your room. You're you're in your pantyless dress. You're everything's happening. And does what happens? Pete climbs on top of you again, missionary, or does he try the doggy style? What happened no, next? No, he Megan? climbs back on top of me, missionary style, um, and just I, he he was like supercharged because he wow. like double jackrabbited, <laughs> if that's even a, oh, a yeah. possibility. Oh, All right. Um, and so this one wasn't quite as long. It was maybe overdrive. 15, yeah. 15 minutes or so. We were both, um, a bit inebriated at yeah. this point in yeah. time. <laughs> that might be an Wait understatement. A 15 but... minutes of jackrabbit style, missionary style. Yes. And, and, and Pete came from this no so we did the same thing that we did the the first time um Jeez. he ended up laying next to me and i i played with him and yeah. uh kissed on him and then made him come that way so he came twice for me yeah you know uh pete i'm starting to think you might really be more gay than straight because it seems like with these men you come you know what i'm saying uh, why are you not coming did inside the woman did he did he say that? Uh, yeah, he came all right. Yeah. <laughs> why are you not coming? Robin. Why are you not coming in the vagina itself? In other words, being inside a woman, there's no better feeling. You know what I'm saying? No. What do you think's going on here? Are you, are you thinking about dudes or what? No, no, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm just, just all. I, I don't, I don't understand the, the whole thing. I think I, uh, I think I need a lot of lube, actually. To get, need to get, a lot of lube. Yeah, to get uh, because I'm because I, I don't have not I'm not that much lubricated. So I think I would need like tons of lube to uh, to really get it going in that in that way. You know, with a man, you mean? No, with a woman. With <laughs> a woman. Oh, no, you mean you're saying Megan? He doesn't need the lube. Uh, you're saying <laughs> Me with Megan, you're a little dry. I mean, Megan was a little dry for you. No, no, but maybe I need more lube. To uh, right. to get to get myself going. <laughs> I, don't know I think I what I'm hearing about. here, yeah. Howard, <laughs> Go ahead, is that he's been doing it for himself so long, and he uses a lot of lube. But Robin, and pussy is the greatest. He's used <laughs> it to is. yeah. He's used to that feeling. Of a hand, actually, you know, yeah. a, well, a hand can do things that vagina can't. Robin, yeah. you're right, because there's more to the story. And because of yeah. Pete, because of Pete's situation, his condition, the medication, he needs extra. He, he, he uh, has a lack of sensitivity. So Pete's mm -hmm. able to gauge the amount of sensitivity by jerking off where a vagina right. can't give him that. Right. He can apply more pressure when he masturbates. And that's what allows him to come according Megan. to Pete. As a woman, is it insulting at all that Pete can't come inside of you? Would you have preferred that uh, kind of action? No, for me, the ultimate goal is when a man comes, whether it's inside me, on my tits, on him, right, right. it doesn't matter. Like yeah. for me, that that gives me so much pleasure right. and excitement. Sure. Um, it actually turns me on, which really is a problem uh, because then I'm ready to continue going and they're done. Yeah. <laughs> Megan, what time of night was it or, or, or to the early morning when you and Pete finally wrapped things yeah. up? I don't know, maybe three. 
Wow. And what happens? <laughs> yeah. Does Pete fall asleep in the bed with you? Or at that point, does he leave? No, actually, you... we go back to the bar for one more drink what? with my yeah. husband. <laughs> Jeez, what a party girl you are. <laughs> yeah. And um, yeah. we, we stayed at a hotel. And next door, there was a pizza place and an ice cream place. And so we went down um, because my husband and I wanted a midnight st- snack of pizza. And Pete wanted ice cream. Um, <laughs> so I, I grabbed him a coffee milkshake. And we called him an Uber and sent him home. <laughs> Wow. What a, well, first of all, let me give you a round of applause, Megan. I mean, what a gal. I know, yeah. I'll tell you, Pete, I can see why you're in love with her. I mean, uh, do you ever, you know, in your fantasies, when you jerked off 20 times already since you've had sex with Megan, um, you, what do you do? You close your eyes and envision you're back in the bed with Megan? Well, just in that sensitive position, you know. Just like being with a girl like like that, like that, you know, I, I, it was just so so cool and like warming and stuff like that. So so it was nice, you know. Yeah, but, nice. but I'm saying, what? Well, you, 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 so now you're jerking off regularly to Megan. Well, I mean, just to, to the situation. To, to uh, yeah, I understand. And what yeah. what well, is Megan the situation? Was in the situation. <laughs> right. I mean, there's so many people who are happy for you. I can't tell you. Uh, first of all, I mean, uh, I'm waiting for a knock on the door from a, a ver- an ex president of the United States who wants to congratulate you. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. Uh, former President Donald Trump. Go ahead, Mr. Trump, please. Hello there. I wanted to say this, that this is what's important in our country. This is so incredible. He's doing such great work, such great work. This is so important. And we look at that and we look at what he's doing, by the way. And he looks so cool. He looks like the wolf of Walmart. They're saying he's wearing the leather jacket right now, like a gorgeous mole rat doing BDSM. And also this big dick, small brain, my kind of guy. <laughs> right. My well, kind of guy. Megan's an American hero. Did you know this? Yeah. Yes, I Donating do know Donating her pussy to the less abled, Megan. <laughs> Can you yeah, come well, to the Mar-a-Lago and take care of Eric? He's very special, just like Pete. Not a great thinker. He has a penis like a farm animal. It's so big. And he needs a lady like you. You he know, really Mr. Does. President. Let's put politics aside. I know you love pussy more than any president in history. You love the ladies. You love. The I, love them. I love them. I love them. I love the love ladies. Them. And I, I don't know if you know that I invented love. Well, <laughs> you know I'll that? tell you what. So many billionaires, as you've pointed out, oh. can't get laid, which is surprising. But you never so many had because trouble. they don't have any game. They don't have any at all because. You look at me and I have, I know how to woo a woman. I know how to do it. Did well, you know yes, that, you um, love is the feeling you get right after you shoot your load, right before she wipes it off? That's what right, I always right, say. Right, right. Thank you, Mr. President. All right. Well, let's get back to Pete and Megan. So where do we go from here, Pete? I mean, um, you know, I know when you finally get laid, there's strong feelings and stuff, and you it's feel like cool you're thing. on a roll. It's a, it's do you want to move down? Where do you live again, Megan? Uh, what, what state are you in? I'm in Texas. Texas. Well, good, because otherwise Pete would be at your house <laughs> He today. would be at your house every day. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Megan, what are your plans? You're going to go back to Texas with your husband today? Is that correct? Yes. Yeah, we you leave are. this afternoon. And, and uh, Pete, are you a little bit heartbroken? No. No, not at all. right answer. Right, that way she'll stay in your life. <laughs> not at all. Pete told me he's hoping there's time for sex today. I don't know if it's going to oh, happen, but he's hopeful that he can bang her before she flies home. She's a, she's a friend, you know. Yeah, but but I mean, yeah, 
<laughs> Megan, is there any chance Pete's getting laid today? Um, probably not because we have uh, checked out of our hotel this morning. I see. So I see. there's there's not a, a place. Um, Good move. Sal's <laughs> office Final is office. available. Yeah, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> we'll figure it out. Sal you know, Megan, we'll uh, <laughs> you know I love Pete and I love what you did yeah. for him, but it just, you know. Move to, Siberia if you can. Move to Siberia if you can, because uh, you might want to get further away. I think Pete's going to be looking for you. Now, Pete, is there any what chance you'll get a... What did you just say to her? He just said something to her. I forget. I forget. I thought it was, <laughs> we'll work it out. Oh, no. Well, I mean, oh, hopefully, hopefully there's a... <laughs> I think, um, I think banging... I think banging Pete in Texas is illegal. <laughs> <laughs> Megan, is there any chance Pete will be invited down to Texas? Uh, I heard rumors that you and your husband were thinking of having Pete swing with you guys. What's going on there? Anything? Yeah, we're open. Um, you know, if Pete's comfortable, he can he can come visit us in Texas. And um, you know, we were thinking maybe we would throw throw our own party at our house, and yeah, you know, that'd be kind of cool. Yeah. Cool. With our other Megan, aside, <laughs> uh, Megan, uh, I'm sorry, Robin. Cool. Aside from you, Megan, do you feel your friends as well will participate in having sex with Pete? Um, I can be convincing. Wow! Wow! <laughs> Look at Sal getting more well, jealous. Yes, Robin. <laughs> the only thing we haven't discussed is yeah. what um, Pete's mother said to Megan when she <laughs> talked to her on the phone. Yeah, you would think it's odd, you know, and, and you know, Pete's mom was afraid that uh, you would be killing uh, Pete. I would think you would be way more afraid that Pete would kill you. Yeah. Uh, what did you say to uh, Pete's mom, Megan? She was the sweetest and I reassured her I was going to take good care of Pete and that she didn't have anything to worry about. Isn't wow. that lovely? Yeah. Well, this this is yeah. like a Hallmark movie. I tell you, I make, it warms my heart when so much. It's like a, a, it's a skidmark I, movie. <laughs> it's unbelievable. And, and Megan, you are a surprisingly lovely, not only on the outside, but on the inside as well. Yeah, I mean, she's really, really nice. Thank you. Really nice. I yeah. mean, my yeah. goodness. Uh, Marianne yeah. from Brooklyn, uh, another nice lady. What's on your mind? Howard, you make dreams come true. Megan, right. I love you. When this first went down a few weeks ago, I spoke to Pete, and he was so excited. Pete, I love you. I, I, I It's good. You rock bottom, Pete. Look where you are now on the top. And you know what? I could see a white picket fence, a wife, and three babies for you, Pete. I love you so much. I'm so happy. <laughs> well, let me amazing. tell you... Uh, I see the white picket fence, except Pete's sitting on it with it like half up his ass. I got to tell you though, uh, yeah, maybe Megan, you have a heart and a vagina of gold. Obviously, I think it's uh, so great. Thank you, uh, Howard. Uh, I have a question yeah. for you. Absolutely. I was, I was hoping that I could show you my boobs. Oh, by all means. I mean, who would? I mean, well, yeah, I don't Pete, know why you'd be so. Pete, is that all right with you? Uh, they're, wait, nice. Pete, they're, uh, nice. they're nice. I mean, how gracious of you to nice. do that. Uh, so sure. Nice. I yeah. mean, isn't that lovely? Uh, so nice. <laughs> I mean, what? I don't know. Does it get you off or something? Does it add to your um, pleasure? I I definitely enjoy being naked and showing people Wow, uh, my naked well, we, self. The, nobody enjoys nudity more than this show. I'll tell you that. <laughs> we can say that. Wow. Again. Well, I see why you enjoy showing those off. Those are nice. They're nice. You like that, Pete? Yeah, they're nice.
Well, Megan, thank you for that. I mean, I don't know what to say, but uh, I'm very grateful, too. This is unbelievable. Well, I'm glad she's real because it was a great phone call. Yeah, it the was. The day Pete was here. And yeah. now look what happened. Robin, I, I got to be honest. I was afraid Pete was going to get heartbroken. I was yeah. afraid he was getting catfished. But no, it worked uh, out. not it at all. It worked it out. Worked. Oh, everyone, the CEO of our company, the beautiful Jennifer Witz. Yes, Miss Witz. Yeah. Nice to meet you, Pete. Nice to meet you, Megan. And I'm warning you, do not fuck it. Sirius XM Pandora's teacher. I'm not playing around. Listen, if I see any G's in our staff kitchen, I'm going to freak the fuck out. You hear me? I'm not laughing. Keep that dick in your pants, Pete. I don't care if you're hung like an executive soda. You know, Miss Witz, we haven't yeah. had tits in this studio since Benji used to sit in on the show. <laughs> That's right, that's right, but I'm serious, Stern. Go down the street and fucking Bryant Park, you two. Are you hear me? <laughs> All right, and, and, and by the way, a warning to Sal. No beating off in your office, right, Miss <laughs> <Ms. Witt? laughs> Absolutely, Sal. You're, you're on thin ice, you fucking pervert. And put that big ass back in your dress, lady. I, I like them, but this is serious. Not the fucking bus station. God damn it. That's right, that's right. Thank you, Miss Witz. We never Woo! want to offend her. She is such a lovely woman herself. Mm -hmm. uh, and uh, I'm sure now is thinking, about pete in a different way well pete you're a stud you really are because hey. i gotta tell you i couldn't have lasted that long yeah. with the lovely megan the way you held out and uh, performed with your erection for 40 something minutes then came back to the hotel and had another erection yeah very impressed with you very impressed with you that's something yeah uh, by the way the hotel maid uh is calling from uh, megan's room yeah yeah hello ma'am I, Dios mío, Señor Pete, left so much cum everywhere. Señor Pete left cum everywhere? Sí, I don't know if fettuccine Alfredo or cum. Ah, yes. Well, there you go. Medicated Pete, we speak your name. And hey. Megan, we even speak your hey. name, too. What are you into? What are you He's medicated, Pete. What's going on? He's got a truckload of trouser meat. Thank you. But his dick can't get chicks to go back to his room because he's a loon. I blew it. You know? He's medicated, Pete. How you doing? His dick is bigger than Bigfoot's feet. <laughs> but his dick can't get chicks to go back to his room because he's a loon. Yeah. <laughs> Woo. Wow. Uh, <laughs> I like that. I like it, too. Uh, the production level on this show has just gotten way better. <laughs> to the roof. Yeah. Well, Robin, unless you have more questions, yeah, uh, Sal, unless no, you have more information, Wolfie. Uh, you know, Howard, like uh, like Pete Davidson, you know how you know it starts with one hot chick and everybody's curious. I think I think we have the new medicated Pete Davidson here. I think the, the, the <laughs> <laughs> I I kind of hope so. When I uh, I need you to go go out and and uh, put this thing to use. So your but, brain or your cock? Uh, well, both, but. More importantly, probably my cock. So <laughs> let's go. Come on. You know what, Pete? You know what you have? You got that just got laid glow that I had in college when, uh, you know, when it, when it went down. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. When you haven't had it in a long time. Yeah. And uh, you've Maybe got that glow. Maybe that'll reignite things. Yeah, because he's got the smell. I hope it doesn't wear right. off. Howard, I think Howard, I think that glow is bacon grease from his breakfast this morning. Oh, I see. I know he loves bacon. Yeah. Did your mom make you bacon this morning? No, I had uh, some cereal. So cereal. What kind of cereal did you have? Yeah, Cheerios. 
good Cheerios? Yeah. Good yeah. choice. Breakfast yeah. the Champions us Cheerios. Yeah. You know, it's uh, it's an amazing story. It really it, is. And, you know, is, yeah. I, think I remember when, you know, when I was in high school, I got laid for the first time. And I thought, oh, now I'm on a roll. Right. Yeah, well. Yeah. And then there were months and months of waiting again. Yeah, that's the thing. <laughs> that's the thing. And that's what I'm worried about here. With that's people. what I'm worried about, too. Yeah. I'm worried about and another drought coming up. <laughs> another what? Another drought. drought. Yeah. Oh, a drought. That, yeah. Robin, that, this is me talking to Pete man to man because <laughs> I know the pain and stuff. So you don't know this, Robin, uh -huh. but oh, you, know, you get... You get some stink on your hang low, and then right away you think it's going to happen again real yeah. quick. And uh, sometimes it doesn't, Pete. So I'm just trying to... A lot, your lot mental of anxiety, health. you know. You have an anxiety now? Yeah. I, I Well, build, come, uh, come, um, building up to this, I, I, I had a lot of anxiety and um, a lot of... Um, uh, what is that? Um, what am I trying to say? Uh you haven't gotten lit. Uh, I don't know. But just, just a big drought. And um, finally get get over that. Now now it's uh, facing that drought again. It's going to be, oh, my God. Oh. That, that's you why know, I think Pete, Pete, Pete's going to uh, go back to the to the tents. Oh, sure. I, I, I don't think he's going to avoid it because he every time you talk to him about the tents, more comes out. Like yesterday, I, I, I had he to told get something that, somewhere. Yeah, you told me yesterday, Pete, that one of the guys at the tent did stick his penis in your butt cheeks and was slapping his dick on your ass. And you never it. told that before. Slapping it around, yeah. <laughs> Again, just the heat of the moment. I'm just so that's some heat. Yeah, the heat of the moment. That's a lot. Just of so starved, you know. Starved for touch, the human touch. I needed right? anything. Yeah, anything. needed anything. No, Pete. What I'd like I mean, to see happen is yeah, pace yourself. All right, you had a big, you had a big fucking weekend. You had all this sex. You were at the strip club. Megan yeah. was giving herself to you left and right. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Go with the glow of that. And now word is out that you know what you're doing in bed. Megan t is testifying that she she even orgasms. She can, she can, uh, I'm going to help him vet girls. She wow, can, uh, good. She can be good my, luck with that. Megan will be my wingman. Yeah. yeah. Right. And, uh, you know, like a squirrel, a, a long winter is coming up for Pete. So I want you to store this. What I'm saying is I want you to store up this memory like the squirrel hear, stores uh, up nuts. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to even, even, uh, think about it. You don't want to think about it. All right. Yeah, Fair enough. Think about a long drought, you know. Is Pete's penis bigger than your husband's penis, Megan? That's not a fair question. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, it's just a fact. Whether it's, it's uh, bigger. No, yeah. Yes, yeah, it yeah. is. <laughs> it's bigger. Wow. I mean, come on. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Come on. Are you one of those swinger types that you had to then describe to your husband everything Pete did to you? Because I know these guys get off on it. Um. Yeah. He. So that's cool usually that's usually the case when we swing. Um. Yeah. He wants to know. I think. This particular situation, he respected. He doesn't want to know anything. He respected the <laughs> privacy of Pete and um, did not. Oh, nice. He he just wanted to know if I accomplished yeah. my mission. Good, good. And that sounds like a wonderful wow. man. Yeah. yeah, he's great. Yeah. And he swings and he enjoys it. And I tell you, if I was your husband, I wouldn't want to share you. But I guess <laughs> that's you know that's that's yeah. me. I'm very selfish that way, right, Pete? If you were married to Megan, you would not want her swinging. No. But no. I, 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 but it, but hey, I, I, uh, I, 
I get, I get it. So, uh, you know, right. he thinks the opposite. Yeah. Um, so he thinks that I'm so great. He wants to share me with the world. A generous man. <laughs> yeah, why not? And you yeah. have a whole community that you swing in. Yeah, we have friends in in Texas, and we go to yeah. parties and clubs. And um, wow, do yeah. dudes ever gangbang you at all? Yes, I've had a few Re- gangbangs. Holy, you enjoy shit. that? I do. Wow. Sal, what's going on here? <laughs> <laughs> Sal's about to faint. I really am. Uh, no. Gary, get me a chair. <laughs> yeah, Gary, be good for something. Get Sal a chair. <laughs> get off yeah. the chair. You're sleeping on Gary and bring it in here. <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh, wow. Hey, wow. Yeah. Oh, How many on. guys at once were the most amount of guys, Megan, you ever had? Um... I'm going to say over 10 because I don't actually know. Um, we were at a wow. club and I was, I was bent over and I was just handing condoms behind me. Wow. Um, so I'm not exactly sure I'm going to say over 10. <laughs> is that yeah. an experience that you think about all the time? Uh, is that one of your highlights in your life? I do. I, I, I really enjoy, um, being used a bit. <laughs> Good for you. I mean, that's why it uh, says "good girl" on my ass. Look at that. That's that's why you tattooed the words "good girl" on your ass. Because you are you are a good girl. (laughs) There's no question. (laughs) Very Uh, good girl. (laughs) By the way, Pete, she's uh, an excellent girl. You should yeah yeah yeah. (laughs) cross out good and put excellent. Robin's right. (laughs) Oh shit, Pete, uh, this is exciting. The guys you had sex with in the tent are on the phone. They want to say hi to you. Uh, Hi guys. We'll see you this afternoon, Peter. We're ready for you. We got a space heater ready for you, Peter. Bring that hog on down. You want some Alfredo sauce? I'm going to shoot some out of my finger. Oh, God, guys, I'm hoping Pete uh, will will at least take a break for a few days. He's looking for a romance. Yeah. 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 Well, those guys sound nice, too. They really do, Pete. I can see why you like them. It's not cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're cool. <laughs> Sal, you're all charged up. You're going to go back to your office Thanks. and fuck Richard, aren't you? <laughs> can I join? Oh, man. This, she says all the right things, Sal. Yeah, She's hey, amazing. Yeah, she does, hey. yeah. I think Sal's I'll tell you, love. Pete. <laughs> Pete, you got lucky. I'll tell you that. Yeah. Yeah, and pretty, by the way, as cool. much as I'd like to take credit for this, I give all credit to Megan. Yes. And, uh, yes. she is a, she's yeah. just a saint. Howard, can I, I say so. something about yeah. Megan? And, and, yes, uh, please uh, do so. I mean, I witnessed this whole thing. I was a fly yeah. on the wall. She is so sweet. I mean, she's genuine. She's nice. Yeah. She was so considerate. And she kept saying to me that the only thing she was concerned about was Pete having a good time and she doesn't want his heart broken. No. As a matter of fact, she said no. she might even try to find him women who would want a serious relationship. That's how far sure Megan saying. is willing yeah. to go. Yeah, so... Mm. Yeah. Pete's good. So she's cool, He's a good guy. Yeah. <laughs> Megan... She's cool. Are there, is there any sexual um, fantasy you haven't fulfilled yet? I mean, now you've had Pete, you've had everything. I mean, as far as I can... Is there anything left? Um... <laughs> No, uh, probably not, but I, I really enjoy having sex. Um, yeah. I, 
I liked, uh, Sal called me the, the mother Teresa of sex, um, <laughs> because I like to make men feel yeah. good and I like to give them pleasure. And, um, it's not always about looks and personality. It's giving them a good time. And I yeah. really enjoy that. Is that why you're now considering <laughs> yeah. or fantasizing about blowing high pitch Eric? E yes. What? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what? Wow. <laughs> Under one stipulation, um, I will shower him when we get to the hotel room. <laughs> You're going to need a car wash. <laughs> wow. Good luck with that. Well, them. maybe the, a good last question okay. to leave this on. Uh, Megan, maybe you'll go first. I'll ask you oh. both the same question. Pete, I'm going to ask you, and Megan, I'm going to ask you. What is your yeah. ideal type of man? Pete, you first. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. In fact, uh, now to give uh. Megan the highest honor of the United States, the Medal of Honor, here is President Biden. <laughs> President Biden, go ahead. Boys, Megan, man, look. Thanks, Megan. I thank you for honorably discharging Pete. You're a wonderful woman. Can you buy me a come buy me ice cream? Every every impair in America will be awarded three minutes with Megan. Our top scientists working to make sure there's not another not another pussy trout. Folks, look. We're expanding access to Pete. Pete, look, folks, we're expanding access to these nudist refugee camps. I'm pledging $1 billion in supplies like condoms and lube. There you go. Oh, so more Americans can go to these tents, get serviced. Full service. <laughs> okay, thank you, President Biden. Wow. Wow, wow yeah. the highest honor in our country. Yeah. So your plan is to blow high pitch, Eric. Wow, what a plan. Yeah. Pete, are you jealous? <laughs> no. I mean, uh, no. Mm -hmm. Well, are you jealous that you're not blowing Herrick up? Yeah, we could arrange that too. I can't believe no, I that now the oh. whack pack oh, are part of why tourists come to New York. They are like the Empire State Building and the Statue <laughs> of Liberty. Yep. Well, right. Megan, uh, thank you. What a lovely uh, end to this story. And uh, yeah. Pete, you know, I always love seeing you. I'm happy for you. And uh, what yeah. are your plans for today? Are you going to go to the library and just sit there and stare? Or <laughs> what are you going to do? I'm not even sure yet. Right. Um, he's a new are man. You... He doesn't know what he's going to do. <laughs> right. <laughs> Hopefully I'll uh, uh, run into a woman downstairs and... <laughs> She'll run too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's Bigfoot. What's up, Bigfoot? Uh, Megan, I got nine and a half inches in my pants. When are you going to fuck me? <laughs> well, Megan, I don't want to put you on the spot. Any plans to blow Bigfoot or fuck um, him? That's a hard pass for me. Oh, oh. Wow. I'm sorry, Bigfoot. Yeah, all right, but I got spiders going to crawl out of my ass. Is the only thing they will. Come to my right. mind. Fuck all me. Right. <laughs> I'll <be God> damn you. <laughs> Thank you, Bigfoot. My fucking heart, you did. <laughs> and heart right, broke. Big, all right, Bigfoot, thanks. And fix your phone, your microphone, like I told you this morning. <laughs> every, every night, every day, the same thing. <laughs> All right. Oh anyway, Megan, yeah. great meeting you. Thanks, Thank Pete. You Always me. good seeing you. You know, you're welcome here anytime, Pete. All right. Thank you very much. Thank you, guys. All right. Yeah. Thank well, you, Robin, Howard. Uh, 
Thank you, Megan. You you look great. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for showing us your tits. Too. That was awesome. <laughs> You're welcome. That was, that yeah. was Anytime. Great. That was yeah. great. <laughs> do you want to see great my tattoo in person? Sure. Sure. Why not? <laughs> <laughs> well, of course. Sal, she we, was we, asking how. Oh, shut up. Howard, let's see that. Hello. Yeah. You don't mind. Nice. Oh, my goodness. It's, it looks better in person than it did uh, on, the, on, the, on the film. All right. Thanks, Megan. <laughs> Thank you, Megan. Yeah. Wow. What a, what a lovely woman. All right. Thank you, Megan. Yeah. Uh, hey, Robin, uh, I know uh, it's hard to break away from this topic, but uh, we do yeah. have to mention our beautiful sponsor. Uh, <laughs> Who's that? Think, who, Rosetta Stone. Uh, oh. Rosetta Stone, uh, you know, Pete learned the language of love, but there's like 25 languages you can learn on Rosetta Stone. They say they can train you to listen, speak, read, write, and think in a new language. For a limited time, listeners can get 50% off Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership at rosettastone.com slash 100 today. That's Rosetta Stone. I've known about Rosetta Stone forever. And you know what? For a while, the biggest, yeah. the biggest fucking mistake I ever made in my life is not learning another language. I wish I had. Well, my big mistake was having learned a language and then not used it. And now I don't know it. What do you speak? Spanish? I was, uh, no, I spoke French. We had such a great French department in my high school wow. that we read books and had conversations in French. We read the books in French and had conversations in French about the book like you would in your English class. How is it? And you had to only speak French. How is it every day I learn something fantastic about you? I mean, are you the most, uh, you know, you're like a, a, a rose that I have to open up and, and, and pull apart the petals. I mean, my God. But now When I got to college, I started, you know, I was, I had a lot of heavy duty chemistry and biology classes to take and that's why i eventually dropped french but when i first spoke in my french class in college they said have you been to france that's wow. how well i spoke can you give me any sentence in french because it would turn me no off. Me, nothing no nothing jesus nothing how about this parlez-vous <laughs> français uh, my accent gone. is terrible. Everything was great. And I was in France once, and the taxi driver said, your accent is terrible. Oh, <laughs> uh, all right. Well, you've lost it. You have to use it to, uh, to hold on to it. I have to go to Rosetta Stone. Hey, by the way, High Pitch Eric, you are you are the man with the worst uh, timing. You should have called in when I was doing the segment. What's the matter with you? Well, is he on the phone now? No, no, she, she just left the here. studio. She's yeah. been here for an hour and a half. I mean, and where were you? Marianne just called me and said to call in now. Well, uh, too late. She's gone. That's it. She says she wants to blow you. It's, well, can you try to get her on the phone? No. No. She's, she, she was just here for an hour and a half. I'm not going back. Well, can someone try to call her? She was Who? here. What? She was here. Eric, you missed the moment. You blew it. So she wants to blow me? Oh, my yeah. fuck. <laughs> no, my sorry. Go, go, jerk off, go jerk off to Donnie Wahlberg. You missed out on no. having a real life girl. No, I mean, when does she want to blow me? I don't know, dude. You met, you blew it. You blew it. We, we talked about it for a while, hoping you'd call, but you didn't. Fuck. I mean, 
Is there a way that she could call me? I don't know. I can't speak for her. You blew it! Can someone give her my number? She says she's going to bathe you first, though. She's going to wash your balls and your dick and your asshole. No, that's fine, but... <laughs> can, of course it is. Can, can, can I always give her my number? I don't know. That's not up to me. I'm not a pimp. Right. We don't arrange these things. You have to Gary, call. An hour and a half. I got a I beautiful woman here wants to blow Eric, and he's busy. I don't know what he's doing. He sleeps I, away I, the day. Now that he's famous, he's too busy to listen to the show that made him famous. Right. Okay. Is that well, right? Oh. Good lesson. Good lesson. Well, can uh, someone give me her contact number? I got to go, no. Eric. All right. Bye-bye. All right. Thank you. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I mean, I was waiting for you. I, no one could find you. Goodbye. All right. All right. I'll talk to you. Bye. Not a dating service. Hour and a half. Once we go back and, and you get her in here. Now you, he wants you to be a dating service. <laughs> he literally wants you to make phone calls for him. Can you um, hook me up? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, come on. Don't I do enough for everybody around here? Can you can you can you get me her social security number? <laughs> uh well that was some story, huh? It took it an hour and a like half. They took care of everything. They blew themselves here. Yeah. Uh had dinner with Pete, you know, had him up to their hotel room. And he had to, her husband had to have another place to be all that time. Wow. Yeah. I mean, Where'd and then go? they put him in an Uber and sent him home. Uh, we added everything up. They spent, that couple spent $5,000 on that date. $5,000. Wow. And so that was a very, very lovely evening. Let me think of the top five Who songs. Love Rain or Me. Then it gets too difficult. Quadrophenia was a hell of an album. Uh, you could even go to Early Who. Doom, doom, Early doom, Who. Doom, 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 doom. <laughs> My Generation. That was yeah, a fucking that was a great song. song. Yeah. Great song. I don't know. Man, I mean, it's hard. Um, who's next? Oh, they, they got songs on there. I think every song on there. Won't Get Fooled Again, Bob O'Reilly. I don't know. I mean, it's hard to... Uh, I noticed Fred wouldn't go along with you, the greatest song. He just said, I don't say song. that. Do you think Love, Rain, or Me is well, the greatest? It's the greatest. hard to pick one of the best songs of The Who. I, I'm such a fan of The Who. I, I feel like Richard, when it comes to The Who, is like, they're all my favorite, you know? But uh, <laughs> I think the best Who album would be Who's Next, without a doubt. I mean, only from the sheer volume of songs that were popular from that, and they play more songs from Who's Next than they do from the, any of their other albums. The one who song I couldn't figure out how it became a hit was Squeezebox. Mama's got a Squeezebox. I hate so that song. insulting. But then if you listen to I'm Free, holy fuck. You have to forgive him. <laughs> I damn right I do. You know what? If, if it's one song, you know, I mean, Behind Blue Eyes. Oh, please. No one knows what it's like to be the bad man. To be the sad man behind blue eyes. <laughs> See me, feel me, touch.
Touch me, Robin. Robin can't even look at me when I sing. It's like it's like it's like she's seeing a, a traffic accident. <laughs> I can see. I was just for- thinking. <laughs> I mean, you know, the Who is coming back to. I mean, uh, Tommy's coming back to Broadway. I'd like to sing to you now, Robin. Are you going to Broadway to see it? Uh, I'm, I don't want to step on the vocal. Who's point? Well, it's it. Ever since I was a young man, I played the silver spoon ball. <laughs> I don't know any words. Um, yeah, I would go see that, I guess. You know? You didn't see it any other time. Why would you see it now? Well, I'd be interested in it because I like all that. I don't yeah, know. They I reworked I, it somehow. They reworked the music from what I understand. Listen to this. This is the. Um, I think this was done on synthesizer. If yes. I remember my history, my who hit Ryan, my right, Fred? Absolutely. I mean, they, uh, that's when yeah. the synthesizers were about the size of a refrigerator. Like, and you had to pull yeah. cords and punch them in. Very different. And Pete Townsend was like fucking around with the synthesizer, and then he plugged in some simple notes, and then all of a sudden he just came up with this. I mean, it's it's insane what this guy did. Listen to this. Oh, here's an interesting thing. Rolling Stone listed the top five Who songs. They go no, they 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 do everything. That's why they I like think that magazine. Of everything, yeah. They do. I think I'm original sitting here doing this. They say Baba O'Reilly won't get fooled again. My generation love Rain All or Me and Behind Blue Eyes. Okay, I'll go with that. You That's go pretty with that good. List? It's a good list. Listen to this. This is again a synthesizer, right, Fred? Yep. And it's supposed to be based on some sort of thing. I, I, I forget what it is, but there's a there's a reason for these notes. I just don't remember what it is. How about they sound good? <laughs> but there was some sort of mystical thing that went oh, on I with see. this. This is crazy. I've seen them live doing this. Fuck the Broadway show. I want to see them do it. Hey, oh. Actually, the Broadway show is supposed to be really good. I would go see that. Out here on the streets, you couldn't smell my feet. <laughs> that was the original lyric. Yeah. All right. I'm getting uh, caught up in it. Uh, this, you know what? You know what really shocked me? I was watching Saturday Night Live and um, Foo Fighters were on. They're promoting a new album. And um, lo and behold, the comedian host, he uh, introduces Foo Fighters with her. You know, the, the woman, her? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. She calls herself her, H-E-R. This, this girl is fucking phenomenal. I mean... I think she started play. She's a rock phenom, like a, a guitar virtuoso. She started performing when she was a little kid. I've seen online video oh, yeah. of her, of her uh, when she's as like a kid. A kid. Yeah, uh-huh. and she was she was gifted even as a kid. And um, somehow, I don't know, Dave Grohl, smart man. He uh, he's got her on the he he brought her out on Saturday Night Live, and they performed the new song called uh, I think it's called The Glass. I don't know. 
But anyway, it was a great moment. And uh, her is playing the guitar and, and keeping up with Grohl. Beautiful uh, performance. I find her captivating. I don't know her story, but uh, she is some performer. I only see her on the nationwide commercials. Is she on a commercial? Yeah. Her is on a commercial? Her is on a commercial. Her is on a and, commercial. And she gets to sing, Nationwide is on your oh, side. That's almost criminal. <laughs> You're fucking kidding me. I know. I sit there. Every time I see it, I'm like, what? You, you know, nobody would do that back in the day. Well, that's how you know the world is unfair. I mean, uh, back in the day, she wouldn't have to do that. You know, yeah. she, she's a very talented woman. Her. Anyway, so she's singing with Grohl on the new song. And the new song, and I sit, I'm sitting there marveling at this new song because I'm like, you know what? I figure in rock and roll, everything's been done already. Like after, you know, after Pete Townsend, after, you know, uh, Zeppelin. Yeah, listen after, to all we just listened to. There's uh, more? Yeah. There's yeah, something yeah, you else? Go, <laughs> like he came up with a really good hook again. <laughs> the drummer from Nirvana came up with another fucking great hook. And I was like, way to go. And then he got her on there and hers playing the guitar. And Guitar geeks are making a whole big deal out of them. Her always plays a Fender Strat like Hendrix uh -huh. played. Hair, 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 <laughs> hair. Her was uh, playing a Chevelle, I believe the name of the guitar is. And they, people were shocked because oh, she never she plays that. they switched it up, huh? But a Chevelle is made by Fender. But it's very I unusual. I think they own them. I think, it. It, is it Charvel? Charvel? I thought yeah. it was Chevelle. No. <laughs> no I don't Chevelle's know. a Maybe Chevy. Well, Carvel is an ice cream, so I know that. <laughs> She's I know playing all about a car? <laughs> yeah. A Chevelle? But I think uh, Fender bought all these companies. They bought companies like Charvel, and now it's part of the Fender line. So yeah. it's like a Fender now. I might, the original guitar I had when in college was a, uh, Fender Telecaster, which I'm told now is worth a fortune. At the time when I got it, it was, it was, was the cheap Fender that you could get. Uh -huh. It wasn't a Strat. And somebody stole it. I oh, don't you don't even have it. No, nope, somebody <laughs> took it. And uh, I know where I got an idea what happened, but I'm not exactly sure. All of your collections have somehow disappeared from you. You had the comic no. books and now the Fender. I mean, oh, my goodness. Well, my mother will be happy. She's throw out all that forgotten garbage. You have those dirty, filthy comic books. She didn't mean the content was dirty, filthy. She thought the actual no. comics were collecting they dust They would collect dirt. dust, yeah. Yeah, my mom's got to hang up with dirt. Filthy, dirty comic <laughs> books. And she gives it to the kid down the street. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. God knows what happened to those comic books. What is this? Oh, her performances. Okay, I'll listen to that. This is uh, her. Nothing compares to you. In memoriam at the Emmys. Oh, I remember this. It's been seven hours, 13 days. And she's playing the instruments, too. Since she took your love away. Here's her doing um, America the Beautiful at the Super Bowl. Hmm. I don't. I don't believe. No, I don't oh yeah, I remember. That. I think we did talk. On 
I need to do this at the Super Bowl. And crown thy good. Maybe Usher will invite you to come and perform with him. (laughs) You know, you're talking right over my singing. I'm sorry. I was trying to give you a suggestion that Usher might (laughs) invite you to sing with him at the Super Bowl Uh, halftime show. You don't even listen when I sing. (laughs) I try not to. From sea to shine in sea. (laughs) See what I did there? No, um, what'd you do? <laughs> <laughs> I made you upset. That's what I did. <laughs> what, um, yeah, there was some, oh, so Gary last night, I'm sitting at my desk doing, uh, believe it or not, doing a lot of work for this show. This shit doesn't Hello, happen by accident. You don't get a movie, medicated movie, heat update like movie. that without doing work. <laughs> uh, so, uh, anyway, I'm we sitting at my multiple, desk. Uh, reporters covering that story. I get a, uh, email from Gary. And he's been told not to bother me unless it's important. Uh, many so people this must be him. important, yeah. Yeah, I see Gary Delabicio on the uh, <laughs> email. I know right away it must be important. I go, what's this? He's like, both. I'm sending Gary you Delabicio. a very top secret <clears throat> video. <clears throat> you cannot show to anyone. You can talk about right. it. But you cannot play any part of it on the air. <clears throat> I repeat, you cannot play <laughs> any of this on the air. <clears throat> I have seen the video, and if you should choose to watch it, please watch it. <clears throat> and I'm like, fuck <clears throat> you. Mission Impossible, like, all of a sudden. Like you. He always <laughs> watches everything before <clears throat> me. Why don't I get anything first? Yeah, it was like Mission Impossible. (laughs) Should you choose this mission? This table will self-destruct after three minutes. Anyway. I I don't need to talk to you. You're you're fine. I'm just going to describe what happened, Gary. Sure. He pops. As soon as I mention the name, he pops on. That's why I don't talk about him. Yeah, big smile. Hello? <laughs> you talking about me, Bo? You want to talk to me? <laughs> you want to talk to me, Bo? Anyway, no. So Gary sends me an email and says, you can watch this. So it's listen to this. I got to admit, this was really awesome. Um, It was a 10-minute video. It seems that the Beatles, the remaining Beatles, Ringo and Paul, and when George was alive, they had this fantasy that they wanted to record with John Lennon. Of course, John Lennon is dead, but they had these tapes of John Lennon. Remember a couple of years ago, they re- they released two songs that were new Beatles songs. Yes. Whatever. When they, I guess Yoko found a cassette tape of John Lennon writing a new song right before he died. And it's him on the piano singing. The problem with the cassette tape is he's just sort of working shit out. And a lot of his singing is drowned out by the piano. In other words, he's just sitting there with a little cassette player recording Uh into it. And the quality is terrible. You could tell the song is sort of brilliant. Like you could hear the John Lennon mind going. But um, so anyway, Paul McCartney's had this tape for a long time. And... uh, the problem with it was they couldn't do anything with it because the quality was so bad. P- 
Peter Jackson, the movie director, when he was making that Beatles movie where he cleaned up all that Let It Be tape, mm-hmm. this computer, this AI technology now, was able to strip out the piano from John Lennon's original cassette and then improve the quality of just the singular John Lennon singing part to the point that it sounds like John Lennon is right there in the studio singing live today. Wow, It's fucking crazy. And so there's this 10-minute film they're releasing of the making of this song. And it blew my mind because there's lots of Beatles footage and it's Paul and it's uh, Ringo. Uh, lots of George and John. Uh, Sean Lennon actually talks on it. He represents, I guess, the Yoko sort of uh, input on this and how she found the tape. And, and Sean knew a lot about it. And it's this 10-minute little film that is so fascinating, not only to hear John Lennon singing like this, but technologically to see how they cleaned up this tape. It's insane. And then Paul brings in an orchestra and then he has parts that George played on this when he was still alive, when they had the original mm. cassette, but they never did anything with. So, in essence, I guess, when are they releasing this film, Gary? When this the afternoon. thing that I saw this, this afternoon, afternoon, what time? I what think time? it's three. Thir- I think it's three thirty. They said <clears throat> so. Three thirty this afternoon. What are they doing? They're just releasing it for free on the internet. Exactly. Oh. And their reasoning for releasing this free film is that they want people to actually see the process so you don't get kooks saying, oh, there's no way they, this is John Lennon, right? Exactly. Yeah. Wow. Well, anyway, it's a good film. You know 3.30, so <laughs> you will be sitting with your dress panty list waiting for this. <laughs> oh, man. So anyway, I'm watching this thing. And I'm like, this was really good. But there were so many rules associated with me watching it. I almost didn't watch it. It was like, you can't say this, but you can say this. And you can't say that. And you can say this. And I'm like, wait a second. I'm nervous here. I don't know what I'm doing. What are they going to bring me to a fucking Beatles you court and sue me? You make a mistake and what happens? Yeah. <laughs> so crazy. But uh, anyway, I'm glad Gary sent me the, the, the video and I had 10 minutes to watch this thing. I wasn't even going to watch it. I was so busy. But wow. uh, yeah. It's fucking awesome. I really recommend it. But remember, Robin, don't play any of the video before 3.30. Okay. All right. I don't have it. I can't. (laughs) Nobody sent me anything. Nobody trusts you with it. God forbid you get your hands on this. You know what you'll do. You'll start showing it around. I'd say the wrong thing. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And and I always love getting Gary's sloppy seconds, but quite frankly. To stinky breath and oh, so I don't like that. All right, but, yeah. I was just going to say, this is like this, Howard. They handle this so top secret. It was we went on a Zoom and they showed it to us. They didn't send it to us. Oh, and then to and then to to get it to you, it was a link that once you opened it, you're the only person who can open it. Oh, that's what you meant when you said that. You said this will only work on your computer. Right, like if I opened it to test it for you, that it wouldn't work for you. I understand when you watch this film on Zoom, they strip searched you first to see that you didn't have any recording devices hidden. I mean, it really is a weird thing. Like the the guy from the record company was like, set a time. I need to show this to you. But like he had to show it to us. He couldn't just send us a link. Don't you think 
they carry on like that. In other words, it's part of the hype. It, it, yes. In other words, yes. Yeah, I understand they yeah, don't want I'm it to so get out. I'm sick of it. I don't even want to be sent this stuff. Because half I, the that's time what, I can't even open it. Yes. I, <laughs> I was scared to open it. I was like, uh-oh, <laughs> what if I accidentally show it to someone or they see it? And um, But uh, but I got to say, I understand why they're excited about it. It was very good. It was really mind-blowing, the technology. Yeah, and just seeing all of them, like even seeing George. Like, I'll tell you, one of the things that I was blown away by, if you asked me when George Harrison died, I would have <clears> told you 10 years ago. He died in 2001. Right yeah. 2001? A long time. One. 2001. Wow. Wow. But George was great. But he smoked like a fiend. I mean, he also got stabbed, which, you know, is, you know, we, we discount that because John we Lennon was that. shot. Yeah. But it was crazy what was going on with the Beatles. I mean, George, some guy broke into his house, right, and stabbed him right in his own home. I mean, that's yeah. fucking insane. I would think if you were George, you'd have an army outside your house, you know, waiting to. You know, he I mean, was he was more peace and love than Ringo. Fuck peace and love. <laughs> Show up at my door, man. You you're not getting within ten feet. What the fuck, George Harrison? What a peaceful soul, but uh, yeah, yeah, he was the best. Um, man, all things must pass. What a fucking album that was. Where did that come from? Just years of frustration and not being able to get songs on the Beatles albums. I mean, what are the odds of four guys like that getting, getting together? together? Yeah, it's crazy. It is insane. Even Ringo would write a song or two, or at least perform them. And crazy. from what I understand, he had as a solo artist more number ones than he did any of the others, right? He did mm. photograph. Yeah, that's a stat I read too. That's a Casey Kasem stat, I think, Gary. I know you're shaking your head, but I think Ringo had more number ones than any of the other solo Beatles. Am I right or what? Why are you shaking your head? I, I, I always thought that, I'm, I'm not positive, but um, John probably didn't have a lot, but I'm going to guess Paul had a pretty, you know, Paul and Wings and Paul, yeah, that seems think, like he would have had a lot. You would think John We're too. talking number one. You know it don't come easy. It don't come easy. You know it don't come easy. What you gonna do? Oh, gotta pay your dues if you wanna sing the blues. Come This was a great song. Alright, I don't wanna get hung up. I wanna keep moving along. I just looked up but, on a really quick out on the internet. It says. As a Beatle with the longest solo career, Paul McCartney has the most solo number one singles. He had nine, nine number one songs nine. outside the Beatles. Yeah. Oh, so then why do they always give that stat? That I've Ringo? heard that a million I, well, times. I think that's Even what I'm shaking on my the head. Beatles out. channel. No, I think that's one of those things that somebody said once and then everybody repeated it, but wasn't necessarily true. Oh, okay. So Paul had the most number one hits, which makes sense. I mean, it makes think. sense. Yeah, because his yeah. career was very, very long. You see who died? Uh, that uh, guy who used to do that segment on TV. Shame, shame on you. Shame on you. Local uh, New York guy, Arnold Diaz. He died. Oh, really? Remember him? Arnold Diaz, shame on you. Now that he you did say a segment. Arnold Diaz, I uh, remember him. Let me tell you something. If you saw Arnold Diaz knocking on your door, you were fucked. 
I mean, this guy, he'd go after, like, if you had a business that was a little bit shady or you did anything fucked up, Arnold Diaz, he would, he would track you down and then, then he'd go on. I remember he was on Channel 7, the local ABC channel. Right. And I saw, I don't know, a couple of days ago, I saw he died. Oh. And, uh, I was looking at, he was a little dude too, but man, if he get up in your grill with that microphone, like he didn't back down. Some people would like, look like they were going to punch him out. And he was just like, Hey dude, I'm not backing off. Arnold well, Diaz. you know, he couldn't have looked like he was going to be scared in front of a camera. So no, I think it, that was camera courage. <laughs> yeah. Like me, like when I'm behind the microphone, more courageous. And then if I see you in person, I go running. You know what I mean? I'm a big pussy but without the microphone, as most of you know. Uh, yeah, let's see. He was 74. He died from a form of cancer called multiple myeloma. Myeloma. He was on Channel 2, CBS local affiliate here in New York. Then he moved in the, then in, I guess in the 70s, he was on there on CBS 2, and then he moved to ABC. But he did the shame, shame on you. You had a business and you saw that? Oh, you were, you were so, you just, you just leave the country. That's right. Close your doors and move. Yeah. <laughs> if that Arnold D has had it in for you, you were fucked. I remember watching him when I was a kid. And I'm like, man, he is, then you do not want to get on the wrong side of that guy. He won 48 New York Emmy Awards for his journalism. Nice. You would expose, you would see some real creeps on there too. People who like, you know, like you might see a plumber who wasn't really a plumber and he'd mm. find out you weren't licensed or he'd see, he'd see all kinds of fucked up shit. Like, like, you know, like if the board of health had like condemned your restaurant, he made sure everyone knew about it. Okay. The guy's always shocked. You're like, shit, who knew I was on this guy's radar? Yeah. Okay. I got a couple of rat and fly eggs in my, my place, but this son of a bitch seems to know everything. Oh, man. And he was squeaky clean himself. They try to frame him, I'm sure. They probably tried to get him off their back. Yeah, somebody couldn't. must have been on his case trying to find something out about him to show him times, up. A lot of times, Robin, he'd go after people as, uh, you know, remember those commercials as seen on TV? And then he'd go out and say, this this actually doesn't work. This is right. a ripoff. I, but I appreciated the guy. He was looking out for me, the little man. The consumer. The right. consumer. Yeah. He even said what I do is equivalent to like in the old days before television. If you fucked up or did something stupid, they just parade you right into the middle of town and put you in those stocks where they stuck your head right. like the pilgrims. They would stick yeah. your head through a piece of wood and lock you up and let the people like people would walk by from the town and like shame them and fart on them and throw shit at them like tomatoes. Right, your hands and your arms yeah. were in the stockade, so you couldn't oh, do yeah. anything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Are you kidding? When Arnold Diaz died, all the creeps and scam artists were celebrating in the streets. It looked like the end of the Joker. <laughs> um, every once in a while, too, he'd get a sex offender on there. Wow. Like it was, I always thought the show was supposed to be about like consumer type ripoffs, but then he, then he, what, he what I, I pulled out. a clip. Here's a good, <laughs> here's, yeah, he branch out. Like there was a dude, like, like a, a, a perv living, I forget, he was like living next to a school or something and he's not supposed yeah. to. 
Well, that's what pervs do. They try to get yeah. a house near a school. <laughs> and he walked right up to him and go, excuse me, you're a perv. You're not allowed to be near children. <laughs> He was kind of the original to catch a predator. Here, listen. I'm Arnold Diaz from, from Fox 5 News. Yeah. Uh, I wanted to ask you a question because um, you're a registered sex offender and you're living in a building that has a daycare center. Yeah, listen, listen. Can you tell I me about that? You live in the building. We have pictures look, of you look, going look. in and out of there, sir. Fox 5 caught him. I like that, too, because the dude's kind of Trumpy. He's like, you know, no, 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 no. I don't live in that building. No, no, no. We have a picture of you living in the building. Well, I don't care what you have. I don't live in that building. <laughs> You know what I mean? It's like, well, I don't live there. That's not me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What are you talking about? I didn't say that. But it wasn't easy. In August, we saw him walking past the daycare facility in the morning, looking over his shoulder. Because his head was covered, we couldn't get a good look at his face. We'd been warned about that. So that same afternoon, we staked out the Midtown Hotel where he works. That's him, leaving at 4 p.m., headed for the subway. Once on board, without the hoodie on his head, we get a clear picture of his face. What about the children in the daycare center? You're not supposed to be there with them. Yeah. So into our Fox 5 Hall of Shame, we induct sex offender for lying about where he's living. And the city health department and state office of children and family services for failing to catch him. Yeah. So well, everybody was in trouble, not just the sex offender, but the agencies oh, yeah. that were supposed to be watching him. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The guy, this dude went the extra mile, I got to say. He really did. You know, like, I, I don't, I wouldn't find it enjoyable confronting sex offenders, but he did the dirty work. He did it. And I thank him for it. So there you go. Arnold Diaz. Rest in peace, dude. Yeah, you know, I guess he got kind of overlooked with the Matthew Perry thing. But Matthew yeah. Perry, man, I feel sad about that guy. I like friends. I like that. Show. I told you it hit me kind of hard. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that was very sad because he was just, you know, he finally gotten himself together, it seemed. Yeah. And, you know, had been out there on that book tour talking about addiction and everything and yeah now his work is done yep and they say it wasn't even in the hot tub that long so they're they're doing an investigation they can't figure out what the hell happened but we won't have the answer for months yeah you know it doesn't matter how rich you are how famous you are you still can die alone in a hot tub i do not want to go that way I do not. Yeah, there was somebody else who just died at 76. And I can't who? remember who it was. Arnold Diaz. No? Was he 76? I don't know. I thought you said he was 74. I didn't listen to myself, Rob. <laughs> I have, I have earplugs in. Uh, yeah, well, um, let me take a break and we'll come back. We got a lot more to cover. As I said, this is going to be a jam-packed show. I mean, the medicated Pete thing was mind-blowing. Hearing about his lovemaking. I, I'm it's it was mind blowing. It was mind blowing to listen to Have you ever been with a guy story. who fucked you for 40 minutes? Heck no. Right? Wouldn't your that vagina? Would, I would be worn out. That's disgusting. Yeah. <laughs> it's too much, right? It's like too much <laughs> sex. Yeah. Yeah. I know my and wife. And he's still saying, you know, oh, I need more lube. Ugh. Hey, hey. <laughs> Come What's already. going on with him? What's going on with you? Yeah, come already. What's wrong with you? You don't need more lube. Yeah. You need to come. 
you know, as I said to him, you know, he's messing around with a lot of dudes now. There's the guys all of a sudden fingering his ass and blowing him. I'm thinking maybe uh, uh, when he said if somebody had come and put a dick in his ass, it was going to happen. I was like, <laughs> what? what? <laughs> That's amazing. You know what I should do when we get back? I should read you some of the fan mail because you're mentioned in it again with your People magazine article. People are going wild for this article. They really? love it. Oh, oh, yeah. They're getting inspired all over the place. I know you hate that, but everyone's all inspired from you. You became a whole big deal. You sound like I mean, that agent now. You're a big deal. We got to make something out of this. <laughs> smartest thing you ever did, Robin, was get the cancer. I'm telling you, people relate to you now. Before, you were just another broad on the radio. Now, all of a sudden, everyone sees your vulnerability with a oh. V, a big V. Vulnerability. Is that Good the for you, the darling. Absolutely. <laughs> That's what I tell everybody. Robin's got relatability, vulnerability. Ever since this People magazine article, the phone hasn't stopped ringing here. Now they want to make a movie of you. They want to, They don't ask. They don't know what to do. And people love your head. The bare head thing, <laughs> that turned everyone on. Everyone loves it. We're hearing from people who have cancer. We're talking about the alopecia gals. We're talking to all kind of people. Would you show in your head? Uh, people want to see your bare head, and they, of course, want to see your bare tits. But I say, look, she doesn't walk that walk. I tell you, Robin, if you could contract Lyme disease, we'll make millions. And I'm talking millions. That's crazy. Millions. How dare you tell me to get another disease? Do you know how many people suffer from Lyme disease? More suffer from Lyme disease than cancer. While your cancer is relatable... I have to tell you, if you had the Lyme disease, why don't you go play with some deer, Robin, right now? <laughs> Get out there. Oh, my goodness. I'll tell you, your white blood cell oh, count is low, you. but your popularity is through the roof now. We can't, we don't know. They're talking daytime talk show. They're saying you're going to go up against <laughs> Kelly Ripa and Mark Consuelos. Get out of here. I'm not kidding. I told, I represent 57 clients. And I told every single one of them to go out and get cancer and shave their heads. That's what I told them. They need like publicity, Robin. so that's what you you decided they should do? I, Robin, you're not going to believe this. Ever since your People magazine article, I got a call from the Golden Bachelorette. They want you on their dating. They want you on their talking. I'm oh telling you. Honey, would you be up for marrying Prince Andrew? Come on. Anything now. is The world is your oyster. <laughs> I gotta get stuck with Prince Andrew? Oh, please. You're a star. A stage three star. That's what I said. Good for you. I wish all my clients were like you. A little bit sick. It'd be awesome. <laughs> you are the, I think you're the worst agent ever. I'm the best agent ever because I'll tell you why I am. You know, yes, you're my client and, uh, I used to pay attention to you somewhat, but now you're hot. And now <laughs> I'm going to be paying full attention to you. Because really, before about, I was sitting here picking my ass, now all of a sudden my phone's ringing. You're like about a, all those other clients? They're getting pushed down? They don't shave their head. You're a hot Telly Savalas. I'm telling you, <laughs> if you would lose a limb, I don't know what I would do with you. Oh, my goodness. That's right. That's right, Robin. <laughs> I mean, you know what's big right now? Flesh-eating bacteria. 
If you would get that. <laughs> I'm not getting that. You have to get it. I'm telling you. It will be bigger. Pe fuck People magazine. You'll be in Rolling Stone on the cover. <laughs> What's left of me? What? That's right. With your flesh-eating bacteria, your cancer, and, and now your, 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 your Lyme disease? Forget about it. I'm telling you, every time you feel a lump, your stock's going to jump. That's right. <laughs> this is the greatest thing that ever happened. No, but seriously, everyone is writing in about the article. They love it. And uh, you got a secret message from, guess who? 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 Who loves you more than anyone, even more than I do? No, not Lenny Dykstra. Yes. Yes. Oh, geez. I was hoping he wouldn't see the article. No, Lenny saw the article, all right. And I tell you what, he's more in love with you now than he ever was. If you had any insecurity about talking about your illness or showing your, your head, forget it. This guy, he loves it. Looking good, Robin. <laughs> no, but people wrote in some really beautiful things and I want to share it with you. Uh, as well as uh, the people who wrote in and share my hatred of Halloween. So uh, we must uh, get to all of this. But, uh, Robin, first, I have to keep you waiting. I know you love hearing about yourself. But let me mention two things. Oh, you'll like this. What? Uh, I love it. The band The Struts. I love those guys. I love the lead singer. I don't know if you're familiar that much with The Struts. I don't know The Struts. The Struts... To me, you know, I have felt that rock and roll is like dying. I mean, aside from the Foo Fighters, Green Day, you know, you could pull out a couple of bands that are still rocking. Uh, of course, all the vintage rock bands. But I'm talking about You're new right. young artists. The Struts, uh, I first I got turned on to them. I saw the lead singer, who is an interesting looking fucking guy. You know, some people, you can't take your eyes off them when they, when they mm -hmm. perform in a band. I saw him up doing a tribute at the, I think it was at the Taylor Hawkins tribute with the Foo Fighters, but he got up uh -huh. and was singing a Freddie Mercury song. Dude's name is Luke Spiller. I don't know if that's his real name. It sounds like a stage name. Luke Spiller. But the dude is just interesting looking. And when he performs, he kind of dances around, but not too much. It's still in a masculine way. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's just right. It's just right for Rob. <laughs> but the guy's an extraordinary frontman, I think. Anyway, the Struts graciously came to my studio to perform a private session. They played songs from their new album. Um, and they did a cover of Tumbling Dice. Oh. And I'll tell you, if you're a fan of that, if you're a fan of rock and you're a fan of that band, I think you'll really enjoy the performance. So. Uh, you can hear it Friday night on Howard 101 and see the videos on the Sirius XM app. Okay. Um, you know, go on the Howard Stern part of the app and, uh, in there, Robin, you will find the struts and I think you okay. will enjoy these performances. And uh, I must again compliment our crew. When bands are in there doing live music, the sound is so crisp and good. And the video team does such extraordinary work with covering the musicians that they, uh, the thing I love, if a guitar player is playing, they get right on the guitar player. The singer's singing, you know, they seem to be, the cameras seem to be in the right place at the right time. <laughs> I watch TV sometimes. 
And, uh, you know, especially these shows that feature musicians, they're always off. Even the Grammys, they're like they never they're never on the right thing at the right time. They don't understand what people want to see when they watch musicians. Right. It's a big bug of mine. I don't like it. Sometimes I, you're like, well, who's playing now? Why can't I see them? There's a great moment where the lead singer is duetting. Mick Jagger's duetting with Keith Richards or John Bon Jovi's duetting with um I was watching an old MTV uh live uh you know live show. Right. John Bon Jovi singing Richie Sambora is like doubling his voice. They're doing Wanted Devil Live and then Richie's doing Wanted. John goes Wanted and then Richie goes Wanted Dead or Alive. And they're not on those two guys. They're sitting there looking at the fucking crowd or something. Right. And I'm well, like, you're still What's... looking at the lead singer and there's a, a guitar player going crazy. I go, what kind of scumbag is directing this thing? I want to go over there and beat him with my shoe. <laughs> I'm a man of peace. I won't do it. But, you know, I go crazy. But our director... She does a beautiful job. She captures every moment. And exactly where I want to be, she seems to be. When we had Sammy Hagar in here, and he's doing a beautiful thing with his band, and Michael Anthony's singing with him and playing the bass, it seems like, go on and watch these videos. I'm telling you, we got a great team. And the music sounds good, and and, and it's good. And so the struts... Let me let me play the quality of the music. Where the fuck is? I'll, I'll give you a little cover of uh, Tumble and Dice. Let me see if I can find it real quick, and then and then uh, we got to get to your mail because you need to hear this. People are going crazy for you. It's really good. Wow. And, See, and that's a, what we used to miss is the mix. It's a great you know, mix. Like and, uh, sometimes there'd be one instrument that was louder than all the others, and you couldn't hear anything else. This yeah. is so perfect. And the boys have a good new song, too, called uh, Pretty Vicious. You can be pretty vicious. I know you love it because I see what you, you hear the bass? good band to watch too so anyway go on the app and you'll uh if you're a fan of the struts uh go see them on next the tuesday and or friday night what time i'll tell you right now you always ask the tough questions friday night Howard Stern presents the struts pretty vicious tumbling dice friday night on howard 101 doesn't say what time just tune into Howard one just whenever you just see the sun there. go down. Yeah, when the sun goes down, tune in. That's it. It's none of your business exactly when. We like to keep you guessing. It's good. It, it leads to more listening. There you go. Yeah. We had the struts on a couple of uh, years ago when they did uh, Suffrage, Suffragette City by David Bowie. They did a beautiful job, if wow. you remember.
Now, the lead singer's got a great voice. Uh, hey, you want to hear something mind-blowing? Next Tuesday, I'll be speaking with... You know about this? I know Did who I you're you? speaking to. Oh, you do? Yeah, you do. Next me. Tuesday, I was trying to surprise you. All these yentas around here busy talking to you every minute. No, you told me. Yeah, me, the biggest me, fucking yenta on the planet. The yenta. Yeah, I'm the, <laughs> you're idiot. the yenta. There's no surprising <laughs> you on the air. No more talking to you off the air. Uh, next Tuesday, I'll be speaking with Barbara Streisand, a legendary Barbara Streisand, king of all yentas. That's me. And, uh,. I got a million fucking questions for her. What a life this woman's had. Oh, incredible life. Jesus. I don't even, I, I, I would, I'd have to break it down first and talk to her about the movies she directed. I think she's still one of the best movie directors ever. Never got the full and, credit. But she's all, she's excellent at everything. She has one of the greatest voices of all time. And she My can mother. sing anything. My mother was a big Barbara Streisand fan, and uh, I went to visit her like uh, I don't know, I went like like a year ago, not even a year ago. I don't know. I lose track of time with her, and uh, my mother started singing to me. Like really? I was sitting there with her. Yeah, she started singing to me. We had a moment, and she was. I wish I, I wish I had the lyrics to the song. I could, I could really recreate the moment for you. But it turned out it was a Barbara Streisand song that she performed with her son. And the son's got a real good voice. Oh. But I didn't know this song. I'm not as familiar with the Barbara Streisand catalog as my mom was, evidently. And uh, she knew every word of it, my mother. I never knew my mother wow. to really know the, all the words to songs. And she looked me in the eye. She started singing it. I got embarrassed. I didn't know what to do. I didn't know what was going on. I said, is this the fucking uh, um, the morphine kicking in or what? <laughs> She like looked at me and her eyes teared up. What is this song? Shit. Hey, anybody know what song I'm talking about? You can put up the lyrics. I could recreate the moment. It's a song she performed with her son. You guys, you guys could Google it. I'm telling you. It was crazy. My mom's looking at me, and I was like, what the fuck do I do now? Yeah, but I, I wanted the lyrics. But okay, you can play it. You can play it. Go ahead. This song. I didn't even know my mom knew this song. I didn't even know my mom, like, listened to music. Right. Honestly. She obviously yeah. bought music and listened yeah. to it. How much do I love you? the sun mind you
my mom laying in that bed talk, singing this to me? I don't know. what. We, I think it was the morphine part. <laughs> when Barbara comes in, it really amps up. Yeah. Yeah. You know, she sells it. How much would I cry? My mom's singing this to me, and uh, I I went home. I said, "Let me fucking Google this song." I got a well, I don't know what the hell just happened. I got so confused. Confused? Yeah, I mean it was weird. You know, it was uncomfortable. <laughs> like I, like we're sitting there, and all of a sudden she just like she went, Howard. Howard, my son. Yeah, Mom, what's going on? And usually she just, like, kind of says, you know... Okay, that's enough. You can go now. You know, it's like, she usually throws me out after 20 minutes, and she was in the middle of throwing me out, and then... And then she went... How much do I love you? How much do I love you? I'll tell you no lie. How deep is the ocean? How high is the sky? Oh, okay, Mom, I'm, I'm going to go. Cry. How many times a day do I think? <laughs> I'm like, okay, I got to go now. How many times a day do I think of you? How many roses are sprinkled with you? So now I'm thinking to myself, is she creating? Is this a song or is this like a, something she knows? You or thought she, maybe she was making it up? I'm thinking my mother was John Lennon, and I didn't even know it. <laughs> how far would I travel to be where you are, Howard? How far is the journey from here to a star? And if I ever lost you, how much would I cry? How deep is the ocean? How high is the sky? That is such a beautiful moment. Yeah, well, I was like, I gotta leave. This is too intense. <laughs> is she finished? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know. No, she kept going. <laughs> How far would I travel? Okay, mom, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna travel now pretty far back to my house. <laughs> I go, mom, you know it's me here, right? Howard. This is not my sister. This is Howard. I know who you are. Stop it. Don't be a wise guy. <laughs> <laughs> but really, for her to break into that song when she knows that Barbara Streisand recorded it with her son. Yeah. yeah. So I said, you know seeing what? Seeing you and just yeah. breaking into that, that's amazing. Well, at first I thought, I think she's making up an extemporaneous kind of poetry for me. Right. I didn't know because I didn't know the song. And I go, Mom, oh, that's so beautiful. What, what, what are we doing here? What's going on? You don't know that song? It's Barbara Streisand. 
Oh, okay, Mom. What is it called? How much do I love you? Oh. How deep is the ocean? How deep is the ocean? <laughs> and like, like then I think she's done, right? She'll go. She, like, like, and that's the other thing too. Long, like, long pauses. <laughs> yeah, and I'm like, did she just die? What happened? I don't know what's going on. Did she fall asleep? Because sometimes she'll fall asleep in the middle of me talking to her. So she goes, "How much do I love you? How much do I love you? you go, okay, okay, mom, I'm gonna go. I tell you no lie. I'm gonna go now. How deep is the ocean?" How high is the sky? How many times a day do I think of you? And I'm like, I think it's done. Because I didn't know the song. I go, okay, I think of you all the time. How many roses are sprinkled with dew? What? How many roses are sprinkled with dew? I don't know. I have no idea. How far would I travel to be where you are? You wouldn't travel anywhere. In fact, <laughs> you didn't even go to my daughter's going. wedding. Yeah, you didn't go to your husband's funeral. What do you mean? Where are you going? So now I'm getting confused. Is she, wait, is she in a coma? What, what is going on? How far is the journey from here to a star? Now I'm starting to catch on. I'm thinking this is a poem she knows. Yes. And if I ever lost you, how much would I cry? No. I'm not sure you'd come to my funeral. How deep is the ocean? How high is the sky? So, uh. That's so. Be I hope you took that in and didn't just. Oh, I liked it. Once I realized. Yes. First, I thought she was singing to my wife. She likes Beth a lot. And you said she got teary while she. That's yeah. amazing. Yeah. Yeah. It was a nice. It was a beautiful moment. You always tell me about the other thing. No, listen, my mommy and I, are you kidding me? <laughs> Our voice is in my head every single day, every hour of the day. Yeah, but it's usually that he was, yeah. he, the doctor said, yeah. or you know, whatever the those doctor stories said. Are. <laughs> you smiled like a mongoloid. <laughs> the doctor couldn't believe it. He said you were a happy baby like a mongoloid. <laughs> Right, Barrel? <laughs> That's right. He said it. I was there. He said you're like a mongoloid. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, this was a pleasant uh, moment. Yes. This was beautiful. Yeah. It was very beautiful. And I didn't know my mother still knew, like, a whole song. She knew that she said the whole song. Wow. So anyway, uh, I'm very anxious to speak to Barbara Streisand. I got a lot of fucking questions. I'll tell you my Barbara Streisand story. I ever tell you this? I got invited to a party. Um, it was many summers ago. I don't know how many summers. Maybe. What are you, 10? an American Indian now, a native? Uh, uh, many moons, many summers. <laughs> many moons ago, I was invited to a party. I went. It was like a, a an outdoor party in the summer, dinner party. Um. And I walk in, I'm, you know, I'm sizing up whether I should really be here because I'm very famous myself. I, you know, that's not right. a lot of, you have to, yeah. you can't just go to any party. Well, I can't be at a party. I can't last long with riffraff. 
<laughs> no, but anyway, uh, <laughs> anyway, I walk into the party and I'm, you know, I'm talking to a few people. I say hello. And uh, I look around for a minute and I think I'm seeing like Barbara Streisand, like all the way off in a corner somewhere, like like in, in the backyard, this person's backyard. But like, but I'm like, eh, that's not Barbara. She's where would Barbara Streisand? That's somebody before? looks like Barbara Streisand. Yeah, they right. Like, oh, they hired a Barbara Streisand impersonator, <laughs> you know. But anyway, someone um, walks up to me and says, um, Barbara Streisand would like to talk with you. I go, who? Me? She goes, yes, she wants to speak with you. Like I was, I was kind of summoned. Because otherwise I wouldn't bother her. You know what I mean? She's a big star. Right. I'm not going to bother her. Who, me? Yeah, like, who, me? <laughs> who, me? Yeah, you. So uh, I went over, and there, her, her, her husband was there. James Brolin. Marcus Welby. And, well, he uh, was not Marcus Welby. <laughs> what was the name of his character? Oh, dear. Exactly. But he was good, <laughs> handsome devil. Anyway, he was there, nicest guy. Hey, Howard, how you doing? Blah, blah, blah. And Barbara and I sat down, and we got into a conversation. Might have been for an hour and a half. Nobody bothered us. We just sat out there. The sun was setting. This person had a beautiful backyard. And I sat and talked to Barbara Streisand for like about an hour and a half. Wow. And um, it was unbelievable because she was really fucking interesting. And I, and I remember thinking, oh, I wish this was on the air. You know? I would love to share this conversation with people because she was being very interesting to say the least, had a lot of wisdom. And so, uh, but you know, and she said, you know, maybe one day I'll come on your show, but now, now she's coming on. She said if she was good to her, she was, she was true to her word. Beautiful. I can't mm -hmm. believe it. Yeah. Yeah. Hi Kelly, you're on in Virginia. Howard, I, this is the second time that I've cried. No, no, it's the third time I've cried listening to Well, you show. saw a picture of me? Oh, stop. <laughs> um, you know, the, the first was when you announced you were getting divorced. And the second was when Robin told us about her cancer diagnosis. And then this morning, your mom and I'm not like this, <laughs> but it, that was really beautiful. And she loves you so much. She loves you so much. I'm very and loved. Your dad, your dad did too. Oh yes, very much so. Well, he didn't he, sing. <laughs> yeah, he unfortunately he didn't he know anybody. Did. He, he sang "Bear Went Over the Mountain." I would. I'm know. now going to sing "Bear Went." What? No, what was the song that he sang? Uh, you will not never walk alone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was another. Uh, that was quite a moment too. Yeah, we we're very musical, we're like the Von Trapp family, except um, <laughs> except nobody knows you were, us. You were like the Trapped family. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. I was trapped in that house for eighteen years. Couldn't get out. I was Von Trapped, all right. <laughs> Howard, I just want you to know I, I just know that they loved you And just we loved you so much You're just 
You're really Thank you, Kelly. wonderful. And one last thing, and I know you'll laugh at me, but you're going to go to heaven, okay? You're going to eventually okay. get there, and this isn't, this isn't all there is for you. Or you either, Robin, I love you both. Oh. Thank you so much, Kelly. That was a very moving phone call. Thank you. I feel uh, I feel good from that. Thanks. Thank you so much. Thank you. Have a wonderful day. Ah. You too. Yeah, the the people in Roosevelt used to call us the Von Crap family. Uh, <laughs> and now my father would like to sing. If if you would not mind, please indulge us. Okay. Ready, Ellen? Go ahead. We're going to play that same song. So wait a minute. Shut up. Sit down. Show love. Go ahead. When you know, keep your head up high and don't let the sun shining through at the end of each day. A golden sun, the stars will be shining through. Oh, on through the wind, <laughs> on through the rain, when you I don't even know what she's playing there. <laughs> My sister was pretty good the on the keyboard. Part. That yeah. was best. The best part is yeah. he's blaming Ellen for throwing him off. She's fine. I must have inherited my father's singing ability because I was listening to this tape the other day. I was playing it for Beth and I was singing Jelly Beaner and I didn't seem to, you know, I watched that show every single day when I was a little kid, Jelly Beaner, and I couldn't get the words. Yes, I mean, this it, is something you're stuck with. You won't yeah. learn the words of a song ever. It's the worst fucking rendition of Jelly Beaner <laughs> <laughs> that you ever heard. You don't have Jelly Beaner handy, do you? These looking guys for have it. every. Yeah, look up Jelly Beaner. They sent it to me the other day, Fred. Jelly Beaner. Howard sings Jelly Beaner. Huh. Guess not. Don't worry about it then. I thought it was handy. Oh. Um. Hi, you're on the air. No oh, jelly beaner. Beautiful. I never had it. I've got one, but I don't know how long it takes to get to it because it's a six minute and forty nine second clip. 
Come on, you can play a little Jelly Beaner. A six-minute rendition of Jelly Beaner? Yeah. <laughs> 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 we can't wait. We can't wait. All right, all right. Let's yeah. go in the studio. Yeah. This? 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 Shame on you, you don't know. Okay. You were very excited. All right. Little low. No, this. I can't do with this. No, he needs it lower. He needs it lower. He needs it lower. Okay. What's up, Doc? No, you're not singing. I'm getting kidding. We don't know that song. I don't know. That was my mother and my aunt. They were, uh, they, they start yelling out songs for me to sing. And I was, I just want to sing Jelly Beaner. That's it. Why, why can't I just sing that? I was done. Yeah, they wanted me to keep going. Let them go. Why do, you, why do I have to go? That was all the way back when I was still hot. Before I got, before I, I hit puberty. Before my nose grew. My Adam's apple. You were a tough customer, kid. though. You wouldn't do anything you didn't want to do. No. No. You couldn't tell me what to do. Even the <laughs> government couldn't tell me what to do, Robin. <laughs> that persisted, too. Yeah. <laughs> right into adulthood. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe I should just do the mail and then do the break. I'm trying to think. I could use a little break, though. Him take a little break. What do you think? Should I take a break? Take a break. What? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, hey, Chris. Chris is on in Canada. Then I'll get to the fan mail and I'll end hey. this little uh, show. Oh. Yeah. Oh, my God. I got to say, first of all, uh, Robin, you're an inspiration. Fred, you're my fucking hero. But, Howard, just when we thought you couldn't talk what you've done for so many decades, you've knocked it out of the park. Oh, my God. Medicated Pete and I call Kelly. I want to say that you've helped so many people I know personally get through their illnesses with their parents and relatives through what you've shared with your father and your mother. And it's so inspiring and so amazing. And I just want to thank you, man. Like this is an epic day. You guys knocked it out of the park. You're right. Where's where's my article in People magazine? Only Robin. <laughs> you're absolutely right, Chris. I know what you're going oh, at. I know what you're goodness. saying. 
You know what? Well, I want an article on Fred, too. He's amazing. I love Fred. He's my favorite. Well, that's good. I mean, I don't think that's necessary. Oh, now you're with The magazine hasn't been made yet that could capture Fred. Yeah, Fred needs a book. I, I want to see that documentary, Fred. <laughs> yes, Fred is the best. Fred is the greatest. Thank Fred's you, though. Amazing. Thanks for the nice call. Well, good. We knocked it out of the park. It's about time. Been on the air for 45 years. We never How knocked it out of the park. How many years did it take? <laughs> yeah, it took a long time. Finally hit a home run. Look at Fred getting a mention even in that call. No more mentions of Fred. That's the quota for the day. Well, he's One, from Canada, so he's in He's from Canada. It doesn't even count. <laughs> there you go. Uh, a lot of people wrote us about Halloween. You know, I've made it very clear. I'm not a fan of Halloween. I think it's stupid. We actually taped um, Heidi Klum's, uh, we were talking yesterday, I was reminiscing about Heidi and this, you know, she's turned Halloween into her, her big holiday. Yeah. And somehow she got a deal with Amazon. They covered her, you know, she gets a costume every year and now it's become something of a thing that she's like the queen of Halloween with her costume. I don't know how the fuck she pulled that off, but she did. We gave her some it credit. It's her social media, I'm sure. Oh, social media. <laughs> I don't, and then, and, and she's a hot chick and she gets dressed up as a, like a worm or, or an old lady or it's like nothing hot. Some I mean, kind if, of monster or so. Like you don't even know there's a person in one of some of yeah. these costumes she's, she's wearing. So I guess she, uh, I don't know. She somehow got a special on Amazon. I don't know what she got paid, but they basically, she sits there and gets made up and then answers questions from the audience. Yeah, I don't know if you what? want to hear What, while me. she's being made up? Yeah, and that's oh, the special. Okay. She was there with her lead makeup artist, Bill Corso. Bill and Heidi, plan, this clip, Bill and Heidi planned their costume months before the event. Ay, 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 what a waste of time. Happy Halloween, everyone. Hi, everyone on Amazon Live. I'm Heidi Klum. And yeah, we started getting ready for my big Halloween shenanigan. And I'm very excited that you all are here wanting to find out how it's going. How long did this process take to get Heidi ready today? Or how long will it take to get her ready? Well, we, we've been working for the past. Heidi likes to start early. I think we got a phone call last July. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yes, but, but, but really? full in mm -hmm. teams of people uh, to get to this point. Yeah. Maybe. People don't spend this long preparing for childbirth. <laughs> I mean, it's like a whole, I mean, I'm, you know, God bless July. her. I don't know how. July, they start planning for Halloween yeah. in October. Oh. And there was another clip where she starts talking about um, she has a big party, you know, devoted to her Halloween party every year. And she comes and shows up in her costume. That's the big reveal. She okay. keeps it top secret. And um, and if you're invited to this party, you must wear a costume or you won't be allowed in. And then Heidi went on to say in this clip that she hates when people leave her party early. Listen to this. What? This is fascinating, Robin. I mean. Wow. What is your least or most favorite thing about Halloween? I'll start with you, Heidi. When people leave early, it's my least favorite. You want them to stay the whole time? Yes. Yes. Okay. Because, you know, when you sit through hair and makeup for like, I don't know, you're doing this for like 14 hours, I sit here all day, and then people come and they're like, ah, you know, it's a Tuesday night, tomorrow's Wednesday, gotta go to sleep, gotta go to work. So then I was like, what? No. Can you imagine? 
She then expects you to stay there for hours because she spent hours. Yeah. That's an interesting view of the world. Can you imagine and spent 14 hours and then people leave? Like, honey, I mean, you personally, should just I, sit there and look at her, I guess. The party's on a what's a what's on weekday? And just sit here and look at my costume. I spent fourteen you hours. You got to go to work. How long are people supposed to stare at her? I mean, okay. And do I really care that you took? I mean, I didn't tell you to put fourteen hours of your life into getting into a costume. If you would just put on a Hooters outfit, I would have been happy. <laughs> I didn't tell you to do this. Don't make me stay at your party. I spent fourteen hours a day doing real work. 14 hours putting in and months of training and, and planning to get into your costume. And then you're mad when I leave early. I'm not telling you to do this. It's insane. <laughs> Meanwhile, Heidi says here in this clip, she doesn't get to her own party until after 10 p.m. 10 p.m. I'm asleep two hours already. No one will know what, what it's going to be. What time does it start? No, I, I don't know. No one will know what it's going to be. Okay. At the end. We're all yeah. trying to guess it. We're like <laughs> yeah. Yeah. just hanging Good on to every word. Luck with that. Um, yeah. The so good thing is, is you still have eight more hours. I yeah. was thinking to get to the party at like 10, 1030. Yeah, I think it's good. Yeah, that should be a, ben- <laughs> it's a weekday. People have to work. And she's upset if they leave. If Heidi and I had fallen in love on AGT. It would have been a disaster. We, our marriage wouldn't even last as long as her and Seal. I mean, the first uh, Halloween, I, you'd be yeah. out there. Oh yeah. <laughs> und it's almost time for party. What time does it start, honey? Um ten thirty. I go um ten thirty. Honey, I'm going to bed. You ain't going to no party. Und you're supposed to go to party. I planned for nine months and und, und, und fourteen hours in the chair. I don't care. I don't care. There's no party. I'm no party. That ain't Did happening. Did ever get into these costumes? Was was it uh, up to the husbands to get uh, into a costume as well? I don't know. I mean, Seal, Seal got out of that whole situation pretty quick. I don't know. I mean, Heidi's a fun girl. Don't get me wrong, but I'm not fun. I, I, our, we, we would have uh, we would have mixed like oil and water. You know what I mean? Yeah, but she says nobody um, gets to the party without a costume. That means, you know, the spouse has Seal? to wear one. What are you going to be? I don't think Seal was. I don't think Seal was down for this at the time. I don't remember really. I know they got married multiple times. Like they did the multiple wedding. Thing. That's right. They were always renewing. Yeah. Always re- every year renewing. So they had that going, and then Heidi, I think after the divorce, got into this Halloween costume. Oh, thing. you think he missed the Halloween phase? And these poor people who put this costume together, they got to wait for Heidi to go home and then take the makeup off of her because it's a whole elaborate thing. How hard thing. is it going to be to take all of this off, Heidi? Um, well, we have a meeting later in the night. I don't know. I always meeting. apologize already beforehand because, you know, I might have a little drink, maybe two. I don't know. And then I will be sitting here and you have to peel this all right. off of She's me. She's a helper. <laughs> She's a helper. Yeah. Over yeah. and I intend to stay here very late. You know, this is Manhattan. This is New York City. People come from all over the world. Parties yeah. don't start till late. You know, yeah. yes. It doesn't. This is a special. Imagine watching this whole thing. This is crazy. There's nothing special about this special. <laughs> and according to JD, at the end of the special, you didn't even know what our costume was. Like, it's because wow. they were still putting so her in it. So they still didn't reveal it to you. Yeah. And having needing to remove costume. <laughs> All right. 
What's the deal, J.D.? You, yeah. never, you mean they had the special and you didn't get to see the costume? So, yeah, this was like at 2 o'clock in the afternoon, and it was only an hour long. And she's there with, like, this weird shit on her head. And you thought, oh, she's going to be an alien or something. or you don't, you don't know what the hell. And but and then the, the, the guy, Bill Corso, was like, oh, this is only 10% done. No one's going to guess what this is until, you know, you see her at the party or whatever. Ay, ay, ay. <laughs> imagine imagine watching this for hours it's like the moon landing what's I, amazon thinking that's I, what i'm wondering well, I, I don't know i think i don't know they have some good stuff on there but and you know again heidi's a hot chick i don't want to see her in like a a, a worm costume i want to see her like almost nude yeah she's all covered up she looks well <laughs> what i was thinking howard was that's why it's special to her. It's one day of the year she doesn't have to be hot. Well, I'm not interested in that one day out of the year. <laughs> I she somehow listen, got everybody to buy into it. We barely, uh, you know, I barely can handle when she was hot all day. I, I don't know. If I don't know what how I would react if she wasn't hot. I told you she's a very nice woman and stuff. But the thing with Halloween doesn't interest me. I don't know who would watch that. Yeah. See the costume. Well, after the conversation yesterday, I was thinking about it too. How many children has she had? She's got like I, I don't know, but when I did America's Got Talent, sometimes they were running all over the set. It was like it was like I thought I was in a nursery school. There was so many kids, and <laughs> some of them would even sit in my chair. And then and like I say, um, like I didn't want to be rude because it's someone's kid, so I'd be like standing there, like <clears throat> you know, like I want to sit down and just get through this fucking show. And the kids were like, you know, they were like, oh, you know, we're in the chair. Ha, ha, ha. And, 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 and <laughs> Heidi's staring right. Like, and I'm waiting for Heidi to go, und kids, get out of Howard's chair. This is und his chair. <laughs> and no, she never did that. She would be just like, oh, my kids, they're so fun. You know, my kids. I'm like, you know when what? When she had her kids come up on that stage, they took up the whole stage, the whole set. And I think she felt bad saying to him, well, kids, get the get the fuck out of here. Because, you know, it, it, she parenting, hardly spends any time with them. Well, listen, we were. Well, I'm not going to say that, but you but were, we were all, set all day when did for she like 15 them? hours. Yeah. I mean, so this was her parenting time. <laughs> I don't know. You know what it was? It was her kids and Mel B's kids all at this. They, everyone did bring your kid to work every time we were working. Well, not every time, but a lot. And so Mel B's kids I were running know around. That they were Mel B's kids. I thought they were all Heidi's. I was like, my Who knows? God, she had you don't a lot know. of kids. You don't know. You don't know whose kids are whose. <laughs> by, by the way, Jason, if you could put up that picture of Heidi's daughter at her party last night, she looked fucking good. <laughs> Let's see. She wasn't in well, uh, yeah. a uh, monster costume. No. Yeah, no. Heidi's daughter is hot. And so she went as a hot chick, which is what Heidi should be doing. <laughs> yeah, Heidi was a, I mean, I don't know if we want to reveal it. Well, she was a peacock. <laughs> oh, peacock. Oh, <laughs> wants to see that. Whatever her daughter is, that's what Heidi should be. <laughs> um, the daughter, it's hard for me to look at her all grown up because I used to see her as a little kid. That's right. She'd be sitting in your chair, you know, making it go round and round. <laughs> <laughs> and kids. Come sit in Howard's chair next to me. I'm like, when are the kids going to get out of that chair? Like, uh, like 10 minutes, 15 minutes? What do I do? And what do I do? They swarmed all over that set. It was hysterical. <laughs> yeah, I went to the producers. I said, listen, the fuck. 
This isn't a Montessori school. I got a fucking chair I want to sit down and I'm not, I'm not, I'm not a spring chicken. I can't stand there while these kids are running around. You know, suddenly I'm negotiating with a five year old. That poor producer. What was his name? Jason. Yeah. Wasn't it? Jason. And, like and he'd that. have to come up there and try to clear the set. I'd be like, Jason, look, man, I can't be an asshole out there. People are watching me. You got to go over there and tell these kids to get the fuck out of my chair. <laughs> go tell Heidi that her kids have to get out of my chair. <laughs> when kids go pull Howard's hair, he loves it. <laughs> Let's see. Uh... Oh, here. Heidi leaves her kids every year to go do the Halloween party. Let me see this. If you get trick or treaters to your home, and what do you hand out? Are you handing out fruit, vegetables, or candy? It's hard to ring on my house. I have to say, you can't. Hand out vegetables. You hand out vegetables at Halloween, you're going to get egged. <laughs> you know? Who are you kidding? Here, kids. Here's a cucumber. <laughs> I can't really oh, ring. We really? love the people with the apples. <laughs> ah. oh, thank you. Through you. <laughs> <laughs> Good luck painting your house. <laughs> Live. Yeah. Um, so, but they do usually go to a place where their friends are and they trick or treat with their friends. Mm -hmm. um, I've always kind of, you know, I've been like, okay, happy Halloween. And I'm, you know, and I'm off because I always then come to Manhattan. I've always come to New York City. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, party. they are going to school. So they, you know, they're back at home. So the only one that is here is Lainey. Oh, that's sweet. Very nice. Well, good. I'm happy for her. She found her thing, Halloween. She loves it. People hand out vegetables. What do, here, kids, here's a head of lettuce. Just split it up amongst you. <laughs> I mean, can you imagine? You know what? You might you might as well hand out raw eggs so they could so the kids could just throw them back at your house. Here, That's kid, here's right. some eggs. <laughs> here's a delicious turnip. Just go ahead and egg me. <laughs> here's a carrot for each of you, young kids. Very lovely costumes. Yeah, you got any eggs? No, not really. Oh, too bad, because we're going to be egging your house later. We thought maybe you could give us some of those. We could give us a head start. Right. Mario, you're on the air in the bottom. Mario, Mario. Hey, Howard. How you doing? Hey, Vegas, Mario. Hey, hey I had a All right, Mario. For you. <laughs> Hi. Um, how do you feel about your one of your former interns being um, the interim Raiders head coach? Antonio Pierce was an intern for you guys for a day, and now he's the interim uh, head coach for the Raiders. I didn't know that. I don't know anything about it, but God bless him. It sounds like uh, an excellent opportunity. We did a good okay. job, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> hey, how what happened? The, the, the dude was, uh, well, he was, in other words, is he, he wanted to see what was happening in radio, so he interned for us? Exactly. He played for the New York Giants. He was a giant at the time, and he was like, oh. hey, after I'm done, I want to see what my options are, so let me, you know, work with you for a day. And we had him on the air and everything. Nice. I hope we made him do, hope made him get my lunch. That's very I think we made him. I think we made him answer phones for a minute. Did you? Oh, yeah, that too. Wow. All right, Mario. Thank All right, you. Tell uh, tell him uh, good luck. We're rooting for we'll him. Will do. All <laughs> right, buddy. Bye. Yeah, I believe um, he interned for us for a day, and then um, he had a big Me Too story from Gary Delabate. He uh, <laughs> Gary sexually harassed him, and they settled out of court. From what I understand. Yeah, I kind of vaguely remember that guy. That was kind of really? fun. Yeah, he was serious. I he was no like, you know what? 
He goes, uh, hey, Howard, do you think I, I want to learn about radio? And I, and I do whatever you guys tell me to do. I just want to hang out and see how, you, how it's done. And I said, absolutely. And uh, nice guy, actually. Have we heard from him since? <laughs> Listen, no. we're not exactly available. I sit home all day. What am I going to do with him? Uh, people, yeah, so people wrote about Halloween. Um, oh, this is weird, too. People sent in this stuff. You know, we played a bunch of clips on the air yesterday of religious people, like, you know, real born-again types who hate Halloween for different reasons than we do. But right. uh, they hate Halloween because, you know, they, they feel it's the devil and you're letting the devil. You're in. inviting whole, devils and demons yeah. into your home. It's a whole fucking bubble mindset they got going. You know, God, Jesus is at war with the devil and you're letting the devil in and Jesus always wins. But anyway, uh, this is kind of interesting. Uh, Christian churches will try anything to stop kids from celebrating Halloween. It turns out there's a whole world of anti-Halloween songs made specifically for Christians. Oh, I have not uh, heard this music. Yeah, you need to hear this. This song is called No Monsters. It's about not letting trick-or-treaters into your house. Here you go. Don't want no monsters in my house tonight. Don't want no I mean, I don't know what this this wow. thing. Don't want no. You won't Monsters get me screaming in your house tonight. Yeah, you won't get me screaming. You're nothing but a demon. It's time for you to go now. I am a temple of the Holy Ghost, and I'm protected oh. by the Lord and Host. Get out in the name of Jesus. I don't want my. I don't want no monsters in my house. This is was this for this is for real. Sometimes they will remake classic Halloween songs. But songs that fight the devil, like they, they remade Monster Mash, believe it or not. This is for real. Christ did the Monster Mash. The Monster Mash. And it was a graveyard smash. And Satan lost in a flash. When Christ resurrected back, now everything's cool. Christ is reigning in the land. Because the blood he spilled can forgive any man. For you, the you can't even understand the words, but it's something no. about, yeah, it's weird. So, but I hate Halloween. Oh, hi, President Trump's back again. Hi, President Trump. Hello there, Howard. If you hate Halloween so much, why are you still wearing a costume? You look uh, like a drained snake stuck to a <laughs> clump of hair. Maybe a wicked witch halfway through melting. Some people say, some are saying the lesbian Fonzie. Did you know that? Lesbian oh Fonzie. God. 99 cent that? store Tim Burton, Jack Skellington, cosplaying as Ozzy Osbourne, and you know, Emma Big Bird. <laughs> you know, why do you have to come here and insult me on my show and make fun of my looks? Uh, I mean, come nose on. Feratu, emphasis uh, on the nose. Did you know that? Pom-pom on a stick. Have you heard of a pom-pom on a stick? Not very creative. Joey Ramone know. with a perm. You know, you're uh, uh, a vicious man. I mean, you, you, I know you give nicknames and you're very good at mocking people, but to do this on my show and embarrass me like this, it's terrible. You know what? You know what, Howard? Sometimes you're going around there and you're, you're where you're knocking Halloween and Halloween is a great holiday because I know a lot of goblins. I know a lot of ghouls. I know ghosts. <laughs> I also know vampire. 
And you know what, Howard, to disrespect the holiday, it's such a shame. It's such a shame because these I, are good people. These I saw on the news. I saw on the news you were with Melania and Mar-a-Lago and you guys were celebrating Halloween. You really do love it. Huh? We love the holiday. We love it. We love to. I love. Sometimes I have the kids. They come up to me and they put candy in my mouth. Really? That's what they do. Yeah, really? they step on my foot and I open my mouth like a garbage and they put the candy right <laughs> oh. in. Oh. I'm like a reverse Pez dispenser. That's what they call me. Wow. You gobble up all the candy? I gobble it up. I gob I go from I do reverse trick or treating. I walk the streets and I take the candy from the little kids. Gobble it up. Gobble you know, I say gobble. What do you think of people who give out like vegetables at Halloween? They are so net you know, you see these sick people, they're giving out healthy alternatives. We don't want that. They're giving out cabbage. What are they doing? What kind of sick people? Who wants who wants to go trick or treating and get a pepper? A bell could you imagine you get a bell pepper? You want candy? You, know, you don't want that. Is a that what they mean? Uh, Mr. President, is that what they mean by woke? In other words, when these these uh, people, hippie types, give out vegetables, that's woke? That's exactly right. It's so woke. They want to give out these these hippy-dippy vegetables. They, they, you know, some of the liberals, they're giving out magic mushrooms. Did you know that? They're giving oh, out, I didn't know that. It's terrible. They, they're giving out these woke vegans. Can you imagine right. you go to... Hey, you're going trick-or-treating. It's like you're going to Chipotle. You go, you, you one person gives you lettuce, the next they give you maybe rice. <laughs> it's like a salad bar. <laughs> if you go trick-or-treating in Portland, it's a salad bar. Right, right. Well, yeah, I mean, it's crazy. I I, I don't understand it. Well, anyway, uh, hey, uh, you know, you got a lot going on. I'll tell you that. With the kid, Your kids are going to testify. Ivanka and Eric and uh, everybody, Donald. yeah, that's right. They want to testify, and you know what? They're good kids, so they do what I tell them to. That's right. they're going to do what I tell them to. All right, all right. I, th I think you're out of steam. You seem kind of mellow right now. You know what? I, you know what? I never get out of steam. By the way, I don't know if you know this. And uh, coming from a broom who just got back from the salon, that is so disrespectful. To uh, here we go. You're gonna all right. right you're gonna back attack at me. It. Okay. A you broom, you a broom like that just got back from, just the, got salon. Back from the salon. Uh, <laughs> a broom with a perm. A broom oh. with a perm. So you're like a big. I'm a big choo choo train. I don't yeah. run out of steam. I have more steam than any. They call me the train. They call me Thomas the Tank. Thomas. <laughs> <laughs> Thomas got more steam than anybody. More. I. That's how I run. But I don't need. I'm. In the best shape of my life, I just, they put water in me and steam comes out. I run better than any, I'm so efficient. I run on steam. You I have energy, on, energy. I'm the best, at the best at running and look, choo-choo-choo, choo-choo, look at me. Choo-choo, right. I'm a train. <laughs> okay, Mr. Trump. They call me the bullet train, choo-choo-choo. Choo-choo, <laughs> what's that, Robin? I said, isn't that time for him to be back in court somewhere? Yeah, did, did you have to go to court? You know what? They they want to make me go to, for, for what? You know, tell me why I would go to court. Why would I? It's so nasty because you can look at the clock and sometimes you say, any time is court time. But you know what? Court is for the poor people. And I don't want to go to court with the poor people because, quite frankly, I did nothing wrong. I'm a good man. All I've right. always been good. I've always... I've always done nice things. I say thank you. I hold <laughs> right. the door. And All those right. are heavy. I
I got to go. Got to see some of these dudes. <laughs> uh, people wrote us about Benji dating. We heard that Benji missed Ronnie's wedding and is still looking for love on dating apps. We did a Benji update kind of yesterday. Yeah, yeah. Most of the audience thought that uh, Benji is still way too much. Like they, they don't want to hear from him. Uh, Howard, at the risk of entering the vortex yet again, can we please get an actual explanation of what's going on with Benji's dating life? I know. Like you say, no, Benji, you, if, no. it was like, yeah, I'm dating. I'm no way. You know, you just, you don't know. And no, I'm not going back there. Uh, Howard, the real reason why Benji didn't make it to Ronnie's wedding, shtick. It's always shtick with him. Anyway, no matter how skinny he gets, he will always have those creepy meatball eyes that weird women out. There you go. That's another one. Benji is 100% right about one thing. During the winter, give your date a firm hug. If they're wearing a puffy coat, it's the only way to know what's underneath. Pat them down like your secret service. It'll save you time and money. So Benji getting a, a positive right there. There you go. He gave some um, good advice. Some people have said just in general, dating sucks right now. Dating has gotten so much worse after COVID. I actually empathize with Benji on this one. Howard, I met my partner on Hinge. On Hinge in 2017. I do not envy my single friends these days. I'm watching what they're doing. And I got to tell you, I feel like I got on the last lifeboat off the Titanic. If things fall through with my partner, that's it. I'd rather go off in the woods and become a spinster than deal with all of that. Um, on the dating app Hinge, which I don't even know. I don't know Hinge, yeah. <laughs> haven't heard of that one. One of their most popular features is voice messaging, where you can send an audio message to a potential match. Women have been posting weird messages they receive from men on TikTok. So I'd like to hear that. I haven't heard this oh. one. Here's a clip. Weird messages men send. Green flags that I look for is when you're taking a shower, I hear the sound of, which is usually the sound of somebody washing their ass. Because, you know, you don't want to deal with nobody with a smelly ass. Oh, how romantic. No, I bet that's, you every girl. He's trying to get the woman. Yeah. <laughs> that's what he, he left. He left an audio message about the smell of ass. Um, says here, not just men, single women also do crazy things to get some attention. This girl sends voice messages of song parodies asking the guy she matches with for dates. And that doesn't sound like a very good idea. You know, <laughs> Uh, 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 Ari? Oh, the name matches are Ari, Connor, and Will. So she's, she, this is what you hear on your, your message when you match with her. Dig, I want you dig inside me. I need you, Connor, Connor, Connor is what I need. Come see me, Connor, 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 I need to see. If you're a woman and you have to work this hard to get a dude, there's something wrong with you. Man. But if this is what she's really like, and they respond to this message, it's probably a match. I got to tell you, Robin, 
Hey, I'm a horny dude, but I get a message like that. I might be scared off. I mean, I might be. Uh. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I would be. I think I'd be afraid. <laughs> You don't register that as like uh, no. one of those crazy chicks you love? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, the, the reason I'm reading the fan mail is, again, you got more compliments on your People magazine. Queen Robin, thank you for showing the courage and strength to share your story of you kicking cancer's ass. Your laugh is infectious and you have a beautiful voice. You're also easy on the eyes. Look at you. Oh, my. Why does every article I participate in, everything goes wrong? And you, <laughs> you didn't even get picture approval and you, and you did just fine. I didn't get any approval. I was fine. When they, when they do an article on me, these people, they, they go, why did we pick this guy to do an article on? He is a pain in the ass. <laughs> Bravo, Robin, for sharing your story in People magazine. The pictures are stunning. And I think you should rock that look on the show. Question. If anyone calls you G.I. Jane, will Howard smack them for you? No, because G.I. <laughs> Jane was hot. I will not smack them. I, I, again. You know, I was looking that night. I wasn't offended. I don't no. know what was going on there. I was laughing. I, the little chuckle I laughed because it wasn't the greatest joke in the world, but it certainly wasn't an insult. Here's the inspiration. I just needed to say that as someone who is currently fighting this fight, Robin's profile in People was inspirational and affirming. We can survive. We can fight and we can live. So there you go. There's the answer to your question. Why are you an inspiration? Okay. And of course, your biggest fan, Lenny, saw the spread, went fucking berserk. Did somebody call him? Nope. <laughs> he left you a voicemail. Hey, Robin, it's Lenny Dykes. So you're, uh, well, you know who I am. I'm your man. I saw your spread in People magazine, and all you think about is spreading your legs. I got to ask this. I mean, you look beautiful, bald, but but is that pussy bald? I know. I have a feeling it's not, and I love that. And, Robin, I know that your your cancer affects the lining of your vagina and that you've tried every treatment on earth, but the one treatment you haven't tried is my tongue and listen i'm going to put it out there i applaud your beauty i applaud your courage i applaud your bravery and i love that big beautiful rack big beautiful what rack a rack i rack. think that's what he's saying <laughs> he's a modern shakespeare that guy <laughs> well, all right lenny hey you know what you should be complimented that guy was one of the greatest baseball players of all time lenny nails dykstra and he is your biggest fan. Good for you. I'm sure growing up, I'm you can so never... I'm so lucky. I'm so lucky. <laughs> Did he say he likes a bald vagina or he likes a shave? No, or he, likes he hair? said he hopes it's not shaved like my oh. head. Oh. <laughs> Let me ask you, if you had a choice, would you rather have cancer inside of you or Lenny inside of you? If you had to choose. Cancer. Cancer. You, you yeah, so cancer. far I've been choosing it. <laughs> yeah. Wow. But uh, I don't know. Lenny loves you. That's all I'm going to say. And he believes that one day you will want him. He does. He's persistent. That is one no. thing for sure. I will make you come. 
<laughs> all right. All right, Robin. Well, we've done enough show. We pers- Personally, I think we did too much show. I think we should have ended a half hour ago. But, I know. We, we hit a home uh, run before this, and we kept yeah. going. No, we keep going, hoping to hit another home run, and guess what? <laughs> All right. Anyway, uh, we'll see you uh, next time. Thank you, and God bless you, and goodbye.